What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Crossover Commerce. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce space. If you're new to the podcast or if you're just tuning in for the first time, where have you been? This is shame on you. Um, Not really, but I appreciate you tuning in for the first time. Or if this is your 200th time, that's right. This is episode 200 of my podcast that I started by accident, which I love to tell people. It was out of ask, not out of necessity. It was something I found passion in, but it has allowed me to connect with the best minds in the Amazon e-commerce space. Therefore, this beautiful thing became something that I haven't been able to control. I've liked to think I've been able to have some sort of control on this process as a host. Not necessarily, but I just wanted to give a quick uh, thank you to if you've listened to the one time or if this is your first time or if you listen to all 200, I appreciate that. If you're new to the podcast, just want to give a couple quick... Uh, you know, insights to the podcast. This is a live podcast. I like to record this live. I don't like to edit it. I like to be real with people. I like people to understand the insights, the value of what's coming from our guests or guests, which we're going to have on today. So if you are watching this on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter, welcome. Thank you for tuning in um, a little bit on a busy Monday of leading up to Christmas. This is Monday, December 20th of 2021. So if you're listening to us now today, or if you're listening to us at a later time, super busy week for all these individuals. So I appreciate their time that they can spend just to lend themselves to this podcast. So that being said, if you have a question inside, want to say hi, let us know where you're listening from on the comment section below. Just let us know where you're listening from. Uh, just drop in a quick hello. Or if you have a question, feel free to write that in there too. And we'll make sure our guests and experts can answer that. As you might know, too, I also retired. I felt it was appropriate. I retired my old microphone. I started with a new one. So if there's a little audio uh, issue, just let me know uh, in the comments section. But I think we got it all hammered up. Thought it was a little gift to myself for 200. You got to celebrate the little things, right? Uh, that being said, if you're listening to this podcast, I mentioned before, this is where I bring on typically one-on-one guests where I can talk and give a back and forth insight. I felt it was appropriate to bring on some of my favorite guests in the past year plus that I've been doing this podcast up to leading to 200. So what I wanted to do is I'm going to facilitate this really great uh, panel of people that we're going to get kicked off in about every half an hour for about two hours. We're going to be having new people coming and going as they can. So if you we're going to go ahead and just kick off for a second with some amazing guests. I've had people on in the past. I only have one new person, so I just want to welcome him to his first podcast. I'm going to go ahead and just bring on everyone real quickly, and then our other person also joined us. Let me go ahead and bring it to the group. All right, first group of Santa's people. Santa's here? Gonna... <laughs> Santa wow. is also here. I was able to get Santa. Uh, I I hope that's okay with everyone. Uh, we have oh, Nathan. Oh, oh, oh. Chris, Chris, Michael, Elizabeth, and Lazar, welcome all to Crossover Commerce once again. Nathan, for the first time, we're uh, we're gonna break him in today uh, <laughs> in, in a big way. So I, I I felt it was appropriate to have Santa on today. So thank you everyone for coming on today. It's awesome to see you all again. Thanks for having thank you. Hey Elizabeth, how are you? Yeah. Hey. Good. Thanks. Good to see you. I was saying, Michael is late to the party. So Michael, uh, yeah, shame on you. Come on, man. No. Uh, so people who have been on the podcast, just a quick uh, roundtable, if you could give us a quick introduction of 
If you haven't listened to the podcast before, who you guys are, um, let's start with Nathan. Let's uh, kick you off for first time on a podcast. Uh, welcome. Yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Nathan Smitsky. I am a marketing manager at Perch, which is an Amazon FBA aggregator. Uh, we like to go by acquirer, but we all, you know, shorthand aggregators. And uh, I've been kind of in the Amazon, you know, FBA space for about a year now. Awesome. Thank you for joining us today. And I know you have you have insights and valuable expertise in the e-com world as well. So awesome to have you on today. I'm glad you said yes. Uh, Chris or Santa, as I didn't realize oh, that you had a... Oh, oh. Caught me off guard there, Chris. Mm. <laughs> um, I am Chris within reach. I'm a network of Amazon resources and I match people together, uh, usually brands with agencies or agencies with aggregators now um, and things along those lines. So thanks for having me on, Ryan. Congratulations, by the way, and uh, happy holidays and new year coming up as well. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, so he came festive, so you get two, five points to Gryffindor. Uh, uh, if we like to throw us to, if that, sure. if that's over, I'm more of a Lord of the Rings person. All right. So <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Michael, thank you for hopping on. I'm sorry you were a little bit late, but it's okay. I know you're a busy guy this time of year too. I was actually recording a, another podcast, um, my own. So I apologize for, okay. um, I'm, I'm so busy. I'm just so busy. And so I spared a little bit of time out of my schedule to, to come on. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me again, man. I think this is my third time being on with you. Uh, I run a, a customized done for you service agency called Cartology, and we are helping uh, Amazon brand or brands on Amazon to grow, to become profitable, uh, really diving deep with them and trying to go, trying to stand up those brands as opposed to going super wide, but really going deep with the brands that we're working with and helping them to, to be uh, successful. And like Chris from the great state of Ohio, correct? We actually live in the in the same city. If Chris and I wanted to go get coffee, we could do it in like 25 minutes. We did. We actually yeah. had a couple COVID coffees. He was the only person I met with, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at, the, at the same the same little spot called Urbana. But um, yeah, yeah we, we're, we're in the same city. Midwest representing. Odds? I love it. No, it's all good. No, <laughs> Chris, we were talking about how close is Cincinnati from Indianapolis where I'm at, and we thought it was a lot closer. But eh, it's only about, what, two hours, we say, Chris? Something yeah. like that. Something like that. Very we almost close. got together. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was going to say, so you, you had said, Michael, you've been on about this is your third time. I'm going to start having a five timers club, I think, like uh, SNL. I, I should start doing that. I'm going to make I'm going to make T-shirts or I'm I want a smoking jacket. Screw a smoking T-shirt. Jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I think this weekend, Paul Rudd was a five timers club. So oh, was you're an SNL fan. Jealous. Yeah, very jealous. But I think I think we can start getting there. Like for some people I've had on and they've been on these big episodes. We've had it on. But anyways, I digress. Elizabeth, thank you for hopping on again. A uh, person who's just crushing in the PPC space. Thanks for hopping on oh, in your thanks. busy time of year. <laughs> yeah. Why don't definitely. you give us a quick so, intro? I am Elizabeth Green. I am one of the co-founders of an advertising agency called Jungler. Um, so we offer um, full service management. Basically, if you don't want to touch your PPC, hire us. That's pretty easy. Don't want to touch your PPC. <laughs> you can't figure it out. Hire us. Look at that pitch. Yeah. I love it. Uh, thanks for hopping on. You're in Florida, so yeah, I think yeah. I feel like the weather um, is like Florida. It's like what sixty, almost sixty degrees. It's gonna be like sixty degrees here in Indiana here in Christmas. So I'm gonna feel like it's in Florida. So well, we're it's not normal at all. Are we all gonna be in Florida for the we next got couple months? Colder so, today, yeah. which lot, is love going like on in Florida. Seventies. We had eighties like two days ago. Oh wow, that doesn't suck. No, that doesn't sound terrible at all. <laughs> I would definitely um, wear, go to the beach and wear my bikini. <laughs> 
this is a podcast, so if you can't see that, thank God. Uh, sometimes if you're listening to this, sometimes we just opt for the audio version instead of the video version. I don't have things. a bikini on, just to be clear. I said he I would know. wear. You would wear. No, unless you not leave. <laughs> Lazar, uh, thank you so much for hopping on. I know um, you're giving us so much great insight. Last time we were all we were talking TikTok ads, but you do a lot more than that. Uh, just give a quick insight for what you and yeah. uh, Stiller's Alley are doing with, for people. Thank you so much for inviting me and congrats on episode 200. That's an amazing number. So Elizabeth posted a couple of days ago something about like podcasts and there there is ours that we try to, to do and like uh, it, it was so hard to reach the episode number 10. So really congrats, <laughs> 200 is a lot. So my name is Lazar. I'm the founder and owner of Sellers Alley. We're, we started as Amazon advertising agency and expanded to advertising on other platforms. Today, we are partners with TikTok. We do a lot of other stuff as well, but like we're go-to agency when it comes to PPC. Absolutely. No, yeah, you guys are doing so much, so many cool things. And uh, I was learning a lot about TikTok just from the episodes that you guys are doing and just all the information you were doing. So I guess, uh, and I appreciate all the kind words again. I like to say this is a muscle I get to work out almost every day. Um, you get stronger as the time goes on. I just am lucky that a lot of people like you guys say yes. So you're very means, strong. I also want to compliment you. You're super strong. buff under this shirt. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm very swole, as the kids like to call it. Um, so, um, guys, I appreciate you all coming on. And I, I tried to pick a lot of different unique backgrounds to this space, whether it be e-commerce, agency-wise, aggregator, networking, so on and so forth. And you're going to see that theme come up in this episode. So I want to ask you, what did 2021... Again, this is a very broad question. You probably have to think about this. If you had to summarize 2021 in a sentence or so for your industry or your your company, what does that look like for each of you? And how would you how would you expand on that? Maybe maybe just like one sentence each of you, and then we can expand on those. Nathan, uh, I, I can start with two oh. words instead of two a words? sentence, which it would Ooh. be supply chain. There you go. Um, supply chain. Okay. Yeah, Chris? no, it's it's a wild year for us. We like uh, everyone faced kind of the same supply chain issues. We were kind of doing it at scale, so it just got super complicated. And acquiring businesses in the midst of that and making sense of their supply chain quickly, and then kind of alleviating things like it was, you know, the the last you know two months or so, kind of leading up to the holiday season, was crazy. Um, all hands on deck, and a lot of people were wearing a lot of different hats to to stay in stock. And so, thankfully, we were. I think on hero skews we were like 95 percent in stock which was like a, a miracle honestly um and 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 i can go into more about supply chain i can talk all i, I think i want to only talk about supply chain on, on you need your own episode for that man no <laughs> yeah no that yeah, makes but, sense. uh supply chain all right uh yes. chris anything for you well i mean if, if we're down to one uh, one or two words i'd say you know just something high level like just opportunity i mean it seems like it's just a, a very much of a dot-com moment um amazon.com moment and the whole year is kind of leading up to that but something seems like it's going to break or give or something uh, especially in the hiring realm um, i think that's going to be one of the you know operations is going to be a big thing um, but anyway i'm getting ahead of myself i would just say it's just opportunity it's just a very exciting space to be in versus others going on right now but yeah there's other there. businesses popping up people are fixing problems we didn't know that they people starting businesses. had or needed exactly yep. people starting businesses either starting brands or whatnot uh, michael what about you from the agency side I would say foundation there. I had some, some big goals for this year from a revenue perspective and we didn't hit those, but we still grew 
uh, significantly. And I've really been able to build a high quality team that's going to allow us to really ramp up and scale this year. We've been able to um, just, I, I would say, refine. We, we have, you know, pretty much a process for everything, but been able to refine, bring on the people that really care. I uh, just made some changes in the business, had some unexpected changes happen, but everything honestly worked out for the good. And I'm excited about 20, I almost said 2020. I'm excited about 2022 because we've got, I've got such a great solid team in place uh, that's allowed me to focus on things like being on this podcast or uh, engaging with other people uh, in the industry uh, like Chris or like Elizabeth. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been a, a good year to, to build a foundation and really be ready to to, to soar and to take off. He's also excited that. about UC. Right? Oh, man, look at this. UC. See that? Man, Are you excited I, about UC, Michael? Uh, I don't really care about sports. Come on. <laughs> but um, so many. You know, what's funny is I went to UC. That was my that was my alma mater. And I'm I, I was somewhere last night and they were talking about UC and I'm just like. Yep. Okay. All right. But, but I'm excited. Yeah, for University you. of Cincinnati for people who uh, don't know what UC is. If you're not from the Midwest, go Bearcats! Woo! Yeah. 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 I was gonna say first sport. <laughs> that's a different podcast. I feel like we haven't facilitated, but yeah, okay. Cincinnati and things like that. Uh, local community, but also like you were talking about, Michael. I think you said hiring and things like that, like unforeseen things going on. Elizabeth, is that? Would you do you relate to that? Like you and your husband are running your team. Is there was there growth? Like what? What would you say is 2021 been like? Yeah. Um, so as far as like our business section, um, yeah, I would say we're in a better place than we've ever been as far as the team members go. Um, and I hope for all of us that that's improvements are just constant. You know, it's at some point it's it's stacking um, little tweaks here and there. And then I guess myself personally, it's been a lot of habit stacking this year, finally figuring out, okay, like in taking everything that everyone says you should do and then filtering that and realizing like what works for you and how you can make micro adjustments and then realizing that just because somebody else says that this got them you know to the next level doesn't mean it's going to get you to the next level if it drives you up a wall and takes way too much time to do that so um just a lot of personal growth and then as far as like my little piece of the pie which would be the amazon advertising i think i can uh sum it up in like wow. the phrase of constant updates. Uh, I thought, you know, the, the previous year, it seemed like 2020 had like the most updates. And then this year it's been like constant rollouts every week. Some of those I'm like super stoked about like the budget tab and the targeting tab. I've been personally using those a lot. Uh, so I think not only has there been a year of constant updates as far as what we can do with the ads, it's been a year of constant updates into insights, further insights um with the numbers and better visuals on the ads which i'm totally here for yeah i i like to jokingly say amazon threw a lot of death by a thousand paper cuts this year of tweak this <laughs> change this uh put a little um yes. ebb and flow on all these different things which people had to ask a lot of questions of why are we doing this now or what's the what's the point behind all this amazon so yeah i would agree with that and you lazar anything from your end i know a lot of, we saw a lot of off-channel Amazon from your end and your expertise that you're focusing on. Is that, would you say, is the major focus for 2021? Yeah, so I would say that uh, Amazon advertising is maturing. And like when you compare 
Amazon advertising today to like two years or three years ago, it's completely, completely different platform. And like everything there is completely different. And that, that's amazing to see because like I started doing Amazon advertising, advertising maybe six years ago and like it was completely retarded and like you couldn't do a lot of stuff there. It looked like Walmart advertising today. Yes, uh, it is like Walmart advertising today. <laughs> so yeah, to, to, today it's it's fun because it, it's challenging. A lot of like terms of service changed for a lot of service providers, for a lot of sellers, and so on. And like Amazon is trying to push focus on on advertising more than ever before. So you can see a lot of like increase in prices for advertising. We can see. A lot of like st stuff like tacos going up and like CPCs going up, but for for those that like know what they're doing, I'm pretty sure this this is like the the time to 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 shine. So yeah, for us personally, as as an agency, we grew a lot. We started doing a lot of new stuff, as as I mentioned, TikTok and TikTok is a huge opportunity for e-commerce sellers because. It's probably one of the cheapest way how to drive traffic, not only through ads, but through influencers and through uh, creator marketplace that TikTok is providing. So our team grew a lot from 35-ish last year to 140 this year. So that's kind of fun. Like for most of the people when like stressful times, times come, like they lose care. It seems like that I'm having more and more. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It's it kind of fun. That's stressful, problem. man. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. We work with a lot of aggregators. We're building teams for them. We're uh, working on some internal stuff. We're building some softwares internally as well. So a lot of new stuff are coming next year from, from our end. So I'm really like eager to share that as soon as possible but unfortunately i need to like finish all the paperwork before <laughs> i can do that <laughs> all, all the secrets this is the time this is what i've learned in this space there's a lot of time for secrets and growth and gosh as busy as i think that 20 or the end of the year should be there's a lot of planning and going into like the next year like that's what 2020 was like for 2021 and this year i think it's just this explosion of oh yeah we were working on this in mid pandemic and and again still are in a lot of cases so for for this next year i guess i would open up to the floor for everyone has there any been anything been like surprising shocking um b besides any of that or is there anything that you would say as as the space kind of matures or gets back to where it was growing again there's a lot of did did we lose the growth cap of what covid uh or 2020 yielded to the space and now this year was like that resettling of expectations even though there is growth it was kind of a downward turn in terms of like black friday cyber monday but even still if you look back at traditional trajectory we're still hitting all those marks is that like where does the space live right now like what what are we what are we excited about what are we not excited about is there something that you see on the horizon that's scary i i asked 50,000 questions right there. <laughs> E-commerce is with still the, the same percentage of sales, I think, yeah. or, or growing as a, as a, in regards to the total retail market. So it ended up at like 16% uh, at the end of the year last year. As far as I know, it still stayed that way. And Amazon's increased by a you know percentage point or two, and I think actually hit over the 40% uh, 
Mark. So I think it's growing and I think it's also probably unfair to compare, uh, you know, what happened la- this year to last year because last year was so unique and there was a ton of opportunity for growth. I think some people missed out because they were scared and they pulled out and stopped advertising and, and said, well, we don't, we don't know what to do. Uh, I imagine a lot of people probably wanted to get out of their business too, and maybe sold their, their business. I mean, Nathan could probably speak to that more than I could, but, but a lot of was people business good this year, Nathan, uh, biz- business was good. And a lot of people wanted to sell, you know, during that kind of midsummer period, especially that was like kind of the peak of everyone wanting to sell. And then, you know, I mean, the, the, the floor kind of came out for a lot of sellers, you know, in the kind of the late summer where people were comping next to COVID and it didn't look quite, quite as rosy. Um, I do think that, you know, we peaked at like 16%, but I think it's down more like to 13 again, um, because of kind of that comparable, like downward trend for the last couple of months. And uh, I I see a lot of opportunity, though. I I think that we will go right back to kind of the same growth trajectory that we saw if you kind of just ignore 2020, you know. Are you saying for for Perch specifically? No, I think overall for e-commerce, e-commerce yeah. me for that. But I think I saw something about it going back to roughly around thirteen percent, which is where it lived, pri- you know, prior to COVID. Essentially, I mean, to pri- pivot off your stat, Michael, is it's just getting started. I mean, everybody I tell this. I think I say this five times a day. Is all of this is just getting started, and obviously Amazon's going to own most of it, right? And so we're in fourteen, just the fourteenth country, right? Egypt, and then I mean, we're just in these are 20, markets that, twenty marketplaces. I'm yeah. sorry, my, I'm going to add six to your thing. Yeah, operation. It's, four, it's of, fourteen countries, right? Or is it? I don't know. Whatever. But actually, two more just got added. I just, I just got an update. Um, <laughs> they keep uh, going. Well, a lot Arabia. of them. So, so to that point, a lot of them actually do overlap in different areas. Like Egypt just just announced the most recent one, but that overlaps with UAE, that overlaps with Saudi Arabia. So again, a lot of same markets that are overlapping. You know, but Amazon hasn't kicked Mercado Libre's ass yet, you know, um, in Brazil, you know, and and all that's coming. And if I may, the heads on this program uh, are, you know, be leading the charge for that and and or leading the teams that that make that happen in in part, you know. So again, kind of just opportunity. And your question was, or I don't know what your question was, but I don't know if that added to it, but it was just, you know, it's just, you know, it's just getting started, I guess is my point. So. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Elizabeth. Oh, I was just going to say on that, I definitely agree with what everyone's saying on that, you know, the trajectory is growth for that on Amazon. Um, what I'm seeing is like, it seems like there's two camps, um, those who rise to the occasion and those who bemoan what they used to be able to do in the past and just yep. can't seem to get over that. Um, and unfortunately, it's the second camp that's probably not going to be able to stick it long term. Um, they might sell out because at least they're okay now, but they kind of see the writing on the wall and are really interested to rise to that. So they're just going to cash out. Um, or there's the ones that realize that this is a game of constant adjustment and they're okay with, you know, reevaluating their listings every couple months now because the market's changing so quickly. Um, so I think I think now more than ever, it's important to realize that there is growth. And I think if you can ride that um, and you can stick with it, then you're going to make out very well. Um, but if you don't learn how to play the game and you're just not interested in getting back into it, then maybe it's probably best to cash out when you can. Yeah, I saw an interesting um, video the other I, I would 
reference the person, but it was on YouTube. Um, person's successful. I think he did the AMZ uh, seller's course or amz.com or amazing.com. Anyways, um, the person who is speaking about that is this might be the, Nathan, I think you share this too. Maybe I'll, I'll give you credit where this is, is this might be the beginning of a new wild west that we saw back in 2014 15 of people come on amazon they can't be successful or some of the costs are too high or they don't outlast such growth hurdles in terms of like supply chain logistics everything like that we 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 did supply chain we said opportunity foundation um all those things that a lot of people are talking about i just can't outlast that but then we take it to those people will now go to a different marketplace like a Mercado Libre or Walmart or something like that. And then back to the people who survived. Now it's just open green spaces on Amazon. Do we, do we as a group see that as a potential going back to the old days of, even though you can operate on Amazon and there won't be as much competition, even though people say, oh, there's competition all over the place, but those people, if they don't last, they'll just go somewhere else. Then you're back to, I might be one of three people in this category. Now it's the wild west all over again, and we're just making this complete cycle all over again, just a little bit higher spend. Does that ring true to anyone, or anyone have any insights to? I feel like it's a completely new set of problems. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah, well, what do you mean by that, Lazar? Well, when you're growing your business, you, you kind of like try to overcome your current problems, and like when you do that, like they're not your, your problems anymore, and like you end up like having like bigger ones. And so on, and like I, I feel like that the Amazon sellers are um, more and more aware of like that they need to build a brand, like a solid brand that is um, available on like multi-channel platforms, like not only on Amazon. I see a lot of people moving to um, Shopify stores as well, which is great. You shouldn't keep all of the eggs in one basket, definitely. And like it's well worth it to, to consider not to just like place random product on Amazon and hope that you're going to sell everything. It's time to maybe consider to, to build a stable, solid brand and sell some quality goods there. And that, that's something that, that we, we as an agency see as a trend currently with our clients that more and more of them are considering to do all of the branding stuff that, that are really necessary when you want to build something long lasting and stable because there are anything no go ahead no no go go for it i was just i I was going to agree with you and i was going to say if COVID taught brands anything it should have taught them that they need to be omni-channel as much as i'm you know in the amazon space and um you know developing a service for walmart.com but you know very marketplace focused like you need to have a brand that has its own store um, on whatever platform, Shopify, Magento, doesn't matter. Um, and yes, there are some, I mean, I think we've seen some, I've seen at least, you know, people that want to jump into multiple spaces from a service provider perspective. And they're like, oh, we do Shopify. Yeah, we can do Amazon. And they can't really do Amazon very well because it's a, it's a different platform. And so you have to have specialists in those platforms that help you. And I think you should also be in store too. I mean, majority of, of, of retail right now is still being purchased in stores. It's going to look different. It's going to change. It's going to evolve. But you need to be, as a brand, you need to be where your 
customers are and they're in multiple spots and you want them to have multiple touch points with your brand. We know that majority of people go to Amazon first just to do product research, but they could be in store doing product research and deciding whether or not they're going to buy your brand. It could be on your website that they're that they're then saying, okay, I'll go buy direct from the website, or they could be, you know, just loyal Amazon consumers and that's where, where they go. But you have to hit those people in multiple touch points. So if you're not thinking omni-channel right now and you aren't at least moving into, you know, more than one channel, you're, you're missing the boat and you need to get started and start investing in that ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. To, to go off of that, we, we have a product called baby Merlin. It's one of my favorite products, like puts your baby to sleep immediately. Mm -hmm. It's like the best thing. It's like a sleep suit, almost like a straight track for him. And I live in New York um, on 44th street, just up the street or just down the street from Saks Fifth Avenue. And I walked into the store and was able to see precisely where that product is going to be, you know, in Saks Fifth. And it's like, for, for our entrepreneurs that are feeling that, you know, where you get to put it in brick and mortar, there's like, if you're exhausted by Amazon, which I think a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs are seeing your product in brick and mortar, like not only is like, obviously a huge business opportunity for you, but it just like redoubles your passion and commitment. You know, you just like it invigorates you and makes you want to kind of hit the ground running. Um, one other thing to go off of what Lazar was saying is um, I, I also think like it's going to be interesting to understand the impact of what long-term impacts of aggregators in how people are selling or building their business early right now. So people do want to build a brand because they understand a brand is going to get you a better multiple. You know, like you understand that you it can't just be keyword arbitrage and like in products. You know, you really have to build that brand. You have to go omni-channel, but not for for the width of omni-channel, but for depth in omni-channel. So the things that you're successful in, go deep in that, you know, and show and prove out the business case there and and show uh, opportunity for growth. And people are doing that, I think, now. Um, thinking like, how can I build my business for exit? And I think that's going to change the type of businesses that we see on Amazon over the next three to five years. That's a good, uh, that's a good place to put it quickly before I let you guys go. And my next wave of guests are popping up and dinging in my ear. Final words or any thoughts of the final year? What, what are you all focused, like excited about for the last couple of weeks of the year? And what's your major focus going into 2022? Nathan? Um, yeah, good question. Um, I think a lot of things. I'm, I'm excited for the holiday season to end because I think it's going to be a, an exciting time for um, sellers to kind of, you know, brush off the dust, you know, and, and kind of come back, you know, po or just kind of be go from being exhausted, catch their breath and say, OK, um, time to sell now, because I think a lot of people have been heads down trying to get through the holiday season. And so I'm excited for those conversations. Um, supply chain is going to continue to be a headache for, for everyone. Um, I, the one thing I like to say is that uh, if you don't have it kind of generally on your calendar, in July, the West Coast along Shoreman's Union has a contract that's expiring. And so there is a very strong potential for uh, a labor dispute, you know, um, may potentially strike on the West Coast. And that's going to impact everyone. And um, and so just put that on your calendar. It could happen. And, can, you know, <laughs> if you're a brand owner, you know, be prepared that the summer could be just as challenging as, as the winter this year. Yeah, not not ideal, but uh, something definitely to take note of, Chris. I am. Uh, I think the question was, what am I focused on? I'm going to unplug uh, over the holidays. Uh, it's going to be physically I'm going to have to physically unplug myself, but uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. But love it. Uh, Michael. 
I'd second that. I, I'm looking forward to spending some time with my family, making a Christmas old fashioned, um, which if you want to know, I do about, know. I do want that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, um, Someone I, please. I made a special, no, me. <laughs> I made a special Christmas simple syrup. Anyway, I'm just looking forward to, to relaxing and I, you know, I'm confident that things are going to continue to, to grow next year and um, they're going to grow as they need to. And I'm excited to, for just the, the future, but I'm looking forward to just chilling. Sounds good. Elizabeth, you and your uh, humongous yeah, family, like, I love it. <laughs> Hang out with them, right? Huh? You're great. You're a huge family that you guys have, like, I'm assuming spending yes. time with them. Yes, that, that's, that's going to be a hoot and a half. Um, for those who don't know, I have six kids. So just wow. on our own, we have like a little board going on. <laughs> How do you, I don't even know. I don't even know. And, and you, you, guys can fill, you can fill the basketball team and a uh, six man. So again, like oh. congrats yeah. to you guys. <laughs> no, it's awesome. No, yeah, so no seriously. What, yeah. What are you guys looking forward to? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I'm looking for. My uh, twin boys are three years old this year and I got them like ginormous dump trucks. So that's going to be absolutely oh, hilarious awesome. and fun to watch them run around with. Uh, so yeah, just looking forward to unplugging, spending time with family, um, chilling for a couple of days, and then getting right back on it. <laughs> Amazing, Lazar. Well, he has it. Well, That's all right. exactly the same as everybody else. I'm really looking forward to Christmas and, and holidays, and to get a couple of days of good sleep because, like. We, we want to do a lot of stuff next year, so I, I need to get some rest. And I'm pretty sure that all of the Amazon sellers, like, I really love Amazon sellers, to be honest, because, like, that, the energy that they have is something unique and, like, the ability to to change and and to adapt to all of the situations. I'm pretty sure everything is going to be all right the next year as well, because they're not alone in that situation all of the problems are affecting everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for everyone who. Thanks, Ryan. I'm gonna, uh, for hopping yeah. in. I got my next wave. Thank you so much for spending Thanks some time for having me, man. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Congrats thank again. you guys for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, let me go ahead and get the next wave of people on here. Um, again, everyone, this is Crossover Commerce episode 200. If you can't read at the bottom or if you're new and just tuning in, this is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon e-commerce space. You saw that from my first wave of people. Now it's on to wave number two. I want to bring on uh, with me. Let me go ahead and bring on my, my people. I feel like I've got quite a bit. Um, I've a mentor. Unplug you. Uh, where am I going? Unmute people. Uh, Vargas and Yana, you have to unmute yourself. <laughs> all right. What's up, guys? How are you all doing? Good. Well, good, yeah. good to see everybody. Yeah, Ib's been chilling in the background. He's just working away and just listening along. So I appreciate everyone tuning in today. Uh, Yana, as you saw, we just had Lazar on. So I <laughs> can get you guys in the same time slot. I was really trying to get that to work out. I mean, we're not in the same place, so it's fine. <laughs> I know. That's no, all good. Hey, thanks, for, uh, crew, for hopping on today. Uh, like with the last group, uh, this is kind of the holiday edition. It's not really serious. I just wanted to get people's insights and get a wide array of people. You were some of the brightest people in the space. So I just want for people who are listening or don't know who you are, which is kind of crazy to think that they wouldn't, but if they don't, um, maybe we can start and go around the 
around the virtual room, if you will, um, and quick introductions. Abe, can you get us kicked off, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my name is Abe Shamali. Uh, I have an Amazon advertising agency called XP Strategy, although to be fair, everyone just says that they're advertising with me. I don't think anybody knows the name of my agency at this point. Um, <laughs> I work with a range of sellers of all sizes, of all selling types, You know, whether it's wholesale or uh, private label, which I think makes me a little bit unique. I, th I feel like most of the space is dedicated to private label these days. Um, and I think I know most of the people here. I've uh, vacationed with the people here. I've done business with the people here. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody's got to say over the next half hour. <laughs> uh, me too. Uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, I have a long way away, but I'm excited to hear what other people. Uh, Marcus, you uh, you switched jobs on me um, throughout this podcast journey. You were at Helium Timber, now you're at Emergent. Uh, for people who haven't seen you. I was joking about this in the first half hour. I'm going to have a five-timers club because I feel like for a lot of you, people keep coming back on and repeat. I'm going to start making jackets or T-shirts or something like that. Yeah. Who are if, I get a if I get a jacket, I'll come back. <laughs> that, that's that's your requirement. Now for <laughs> Only if I get some swag. If I get swag, I will return. So, no, that's uh, – yeah. you, you're, you're different than your office. Where are you at today? Uh, my office has been uh, commandeered by uh, some teenage boys. My son had a sleepover last night, so they're all upstairs because that's the furthest away from everybody else. I'm like, you guys can be loud. You can do whatever up there. Just don't come downstairs. Um, you know, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm outside back patio. Oh man, that's hilarious. So yeah, give a quick background and intro if you would uh, for us. Uh, yeah, so Barkus uh, Patty, I am head of growth of Emergent, a new Amazon aggregator. Uh, I spent the past six years at uh, different Amazon software companies. Um, always enjoyed that time there. And uh, so yeah, I've sold off and on Amazon for those years as well and a couple of the marketplaces and I'm ramping up to launch a new uh brand in q1 not in january but probably february march so, this is the one we were talking about yeah yeah that and another thing so but yes Ooh, all right secrets we're gonna we're not talking about that right now uh yeah. first before i get to destiny and yana i want to give a quick i saw this comment come through from lazar who's just on here he says hold on if this I love Yana and Destiny's matching swag. I didn't even catch that that you both had matching sweatshirts <laughs> until just now. So I have to know the story quickly before we go on any further. This is there's no story. We're just so much alike and in sync. That we God bless. All right. I have the most amazing crew of people that just like <laughs> they call each other before they go on the same podcast. I love it. So, <laughs> Destiny, if people don't know you, which again, they should. Again, uh, can you give us a little, a little background about yourself? This is awesome. Yeah. So, formerly, uh, Yana and Lazar's best friend with all the matching merch is probably the most important aspect. <laughs> Also great friends with Abe. I've spent a lot of time with Abe over the last two months. Um, so that's how most people probably know me, but I do Amazon <laughs> advertising and DSP. <laughs> and I'm just here to have a good time with all my friends. That's my goal. I love this. Uh, Yana and Samir, uh, can you give us a quick I, intro of yourself? Yeah, I'm just a copy paste from Destiny, basically. That's friends with Destiny. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have a great time with Abe at his uh, birthday dinner. Uh, in London, unfortunately, Mar uh, Marcus, I haven't seen you in a while, but hopefully that will change soon. And you, Ryan, finally, I have never met you in person. That's just the weirdest thing ever. 
Uh, I, uh, yeah. I was, speaking of that, everyone who's going to appear today, I've only had, or on the past 200 episodes, I've only met one person in in person uh, on the podcast. I, I do this. Uh, I haven't even met Rob in person, believe it or not. For this group, I've not met Rob in person. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be jarring. It's going to be something where I'm going to meet people in person and it's going to be, they're going to be bigger, taller, shorter. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's my perceptions is all screen, ha- uh, shoulder up. That's it. <laughs> no, I've Henson Wu is the only person I met uh, in person, believe it or not. Random, uh, maybe, but it was back in 2019. Yeah, that was when I who I met has been on this podcast. I don't think anyone else in person yet. So that's going to change in 2022 for sure. But um, Yana had you on recently on an episode. I've, I feel like I've had a lot of you on. Destiny, we need to get your own episode because you come on for group sessions like this all the time. So I need to change that. But um, this is a holiday edition. I want to have a lot of fun. You guys come from a lot of like advertising, international growth perspectives, uh, software solutions, things like that. What was the most, um, if you had to summarize 2021, maybe like a uh, sentence or a phrase or a couple of phrases, how would you do that? Uh, Abe, I'll start with you. Uh, so I got half an hour to think of this while uh, Lazar and everybody else was running the first time. Uh, I originally, I had one answer, but I'm going to change it. Uh, I think that the thing that has changed the most is very simply top of search. Up until now, organic has been the lion's share of sales for most sellers. And uh, we've been able to attack advertising by putting people all over the place without necessarily needing to be aggressive up front. In 2021, we have seen that flipped. And um, advertising takes up so much more of the top of the page that even if you're number one organic, other people who are just paying to be on top can push you away and you know steal sales from you that you should be having. So top of search is number one focus. And I guess connected to that is diversity of traffic because top of search is really expensive. So if you're not careful about it, it will eat up every dollar you're, you're making with, the, with your sales. So be on top to get the, the traffic initially, but then diversify that traffic to bring down costs a bit. We, left, we lost uh, Destiny for a second. Um, no, th- those are great. Um, Marcus, what about yourself? If you had to summarize 2021... What'd you do? Oh, um, uh, so uh, I love I love Abe's comment about diversity of traffic. Um, I've always been a fan of brands that bring traffic from different points of social media, building their own audiences, also utilizing that on top of Amazon's own internal advertising system. So I love that. I think that 2021 has shown us that the brands that are like planning where they want their brand to be in five to 10 years are the ones that will like that made the best of everything right so there's things that are just that you couldn't you couldn't describe to somebody a year ago like continuing pandemic issues supply chain issues like there there, there's things that just money can't solve and i think the brands that plan like hey where do i want this brand to be in five years and write out a goal like write this out write it out in 10 years like whether you want to sell it or keep it forever and you know hand it off to your kids like those are the brands that have weathered the storm the best, you know, and, and nobody's immune to it. You know, when Amazon's building their own shipping containers, uh, Walmart is chartering their own vessels, you know, it, it's it's not all these issues aren't immune to, to any brand out there in the world. So uh, I think just I think everybody understanding that planning just at a high level is what is what I think. And I, and I say that let me add like a little context, like five years ago, you could just dump money into a product. Um, and then 
throw it on Amazon. You could dump a bunch of money into Facebook ads and Amazon advertising, and it you could just rank the product, right? So it's it's a lot more calculated than that these days. So uh, that's what I mean by planning. It's just a little bit harder, but a bit more tactical. Yeah, I love that. Destiny, I would think you would be very similar to what Abel was saying about advertising, or is there anything different that really stands out for you? I think I can piggyback off of both of those in that the whole industry's changed quite a bit. I mean, we've seen more competition than ever before, just in terms of search cost and bigger brands finally having full e-commerce Amazon adoption combined with, you know, supply chain issues, changes in terms of service and changes in cost and margins. And anyone who's looking at Amazon as a passive income strategy probably should, you know, move on to the next fad because it is much more competitive in a good way. It's really going to play to the advantage of people who are brand building and looking for long-term opportunities to truly invest in building an audience, you know, looking at what they can do on the external traffic side and really just, you know, thinking a lot bigger. So I think it's been absolutely crazy. Amazon's released more ad types, you know, more changes, I think, than probably ever before. And if you, if you can't keep up now, I don't think it's going to slow down at any point in time. Right. There, there's a bigger hurdle that's creating with advertising and now you have to keep up with it in that regards too. Um, I have a point that I wanted to make too, uh, that, that we'll get back to in terms of like optional versus like um, Amazon's statement with PPC. And I'm curious what your guys' take is on that. Um, but Yana, what about you for 2021? Is there something that really stood out to you that, that really sinks in if you had to recap it in one, one sentence? Yeah, I'll definitely also need to piggyback off like what everyone said, and that means that a lot of sellers are becoming really like uh, I would say like more serious brands that are definitely investing more in their brands, you know, maximizing on them, and and uh, we've been working with more, more and more of brands like those, especially those who want to expand internationally, are coming becoming like more serious about that, and even Amazon made like the huge hugest change. We've seen the last like four years when it comes to international marketplaces, and that is that Amazon has made it made it possible for uh, different images to be uh, presented in specific countries. Which means that you are you, you can't no, you no longer have to show global images, but you can localize them and have different images for different countries. That's like one of the biggest changes that's ever happened um, in terms of um, global uh, global sales like um, of Amazon after making all uh, reviews global. And um, I just think that also it's becoming more and more difficult. And as Destiny said, like if you're looking uh, to make like a passive income from Amazon, just, you know, kinda forget about it and do something else because it's becoming more and more challenging. But um, in terms of like selling international, for instance, uh, we've seen a huge, huge change in terms of who wants to expand international and those are like some bigger uh, and more evolved brands than what we would usually get two years ago. And ever since COVID, that, that change was very, uh, very, very visible. Gotcha. Uh, no, those are all great points and I appreciate all those kind of insights. Um, going back, I, I want to go back to a report I read recently. Amazon's Again, there was a third party report that came out of like sellers are paying anywhere from like 34% to 33% of their revenue in terms of fees. And when Amazon's response back to that was, those are all optional costs of, and I believe in that was FBA as well as um, PPC optional costs. 
I say optional because the that was the word that got me of if Amazon looks at PPC as optional, I bet you I can go up to every single person I've ever had on this podcast and say, is PPC optional on Amazon and Abe and Destiny? I'm assuming you would say, what's it me? Is it optional anymore to be successful on Amazon? Uh, so every cost is optional. Uh, you can technically be in business without spending on that. So to that extent, it is optional. Um, in, it is definitely required to get the best results, and it's definitely required to get even medium-sized results. But at the same time, everybody here knows of examples of people that are killing it without Amazon advertising. There are brands that are um, social media-focused first. And they just throw up an Amazon listing because they know that people come there and they just start selling without any advertising. So in that in that example, it's definitely optional. Of course, that doesn't apply to most sellers. Most sellers can't ship things themselves at scale. They can't do it fast. They can't promote themselves without Amazon systems. So on one hand, yes, Amazon systems make it easy and are almost required. On the other hand, yes, you can get by without anything that Amazon offers. So... You know, it's one way to look at it. Gotcha. Techni technically, they're right, and technically, they're not right. <laughs> I would also I throw out that that's the price you pay to get in front of Amazon's audience. You know, everyone always likes to talk about building off-platform or building your Shopify, which is 100% a great route to, you know, diversify risk and to build your own brand, build your own audience. But the beauty of Amazon is you do have to pay a certain price, and then you, in exchange, get a strong high purchase intent audience. It's not that easy externally. Even if you do build an audience and you have amazing ads going on Facebook, Instagram, and things like that, the purchase intent isn't near as high. So there's trade-offs in all things. And I would say like a mention that it's, it is optional. You can try running with FBM and all these other factors, but if you really want to succeed, you're paying to utilize the brand and the audience that Amazon's built. Right. To be successful is one thing. Um, obviously people can figure out those roundabout ways, but you you need to be to be in front of Amazon's intent audience of purchase history, you know, purchase intent. You need to have a good program in place of using PPC. You need to be on FBA. There's all these there's all these percentages that say if it's not FBA versus FBM, you're going to lose the audience and so on and so forth. So is that where Amazon's going to start facilitating people in this notion of you're going to play by our rules. And if you don't, then just try to find something else that we don't, that that's going to have the same power and audience and buyer intent that we have cultivated. Is, is that where you're going to start seeing more and more sellers being pushed, Barkus? Or do you think that there's, there's going to be sellers that are like, this is not worth it anymore. We're just going to go sell exclusively on Walmart and that's it. Or I don't think it's that crazy, is it? Um, I mean, there are, I'm sure there'll be some outlier examples, you know, it's like, like Abe mentioned, like there are some outliers of people absolutely crushing it on just one marketplace. Like there's examples of people, you know, doing six figures on Etsy and doing multiple six figures on Walmart and, and so on and so on. So I, I think there's just going to be a good mixture of both, you know, like there's people that are, that can handle the pressure of, of, of the issues and, 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 uh, that arise with Amazon and, and every marketplace has their own issues. Right. Um, but it's just like, what are you prepared to handle? So I, I think that, you know, there, there's a, I say this all the time that there's the people that are most successful on Amazon are very analytically minded, right? 
because you can look at PPC and you can look at Amazon business reports and you can, you can make some sense of what's happening, right? You can kind of look at all that. And I think that, um, creative people can kind of lean towards more towards DTC and social media because they're very creative and they can create posts and they can, there's, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, I don't know. That's a long way of saying that there's going to be a mixture of both. I do agree with your original point though, Ryan, that Amazon has more power than ever before and they can now create their own rules. In the beginning it was, Hey, you know, let's be the everything store. Let's give everyone the opportunity to throw up products and they needed to have a ton of options to really sp- like build that consumer loyalty and that fan base and trust. And now fast forward where we're at now, everyone and anyone knows who Amazon is. So they can actually start building their own rules. And now it doesn't really do them a lot of good to have 300 knockoff products. Instead, they want like the best of everything store. So they're really trying to shift focus to the products that do serve their customers best. And if you don't want to play by those rules, Build your own platform. <laughs> and I think that's where they are pushing people. And I think, you know, Omnichannel is going to be a very big role to play in the future. But also, yes, Amazon is going to be, you know, locking down on those benefits because they have the loyalty and the trust of their fan base now. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to say that I was just listening to, um, to um, there was a, actually a Helium 10 podcast and they had like one seller. I think her name was Melissa and she had like two seven figure brands. She exited both of them. And, uh, she was like saying that she never ever used like Amazon PPC. It's like never ever used them. And it was like very, very interesting. And I know it doesn't work for all the sellers or all the categories. It really depends on your niche. But it was very interesting to also hear that approach. Um, not saying that's something that you like you shouldn't use PPC or not, but I'm saying that there are people and you know they 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 make it work for them. So that's very interesting, definitely. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I, again, nothing is of all the things, I, I don't. I don't mean to say that that's my stance on it. I think it's an interesting take on as sellers just start to evolve, as businesses start to grow, as brands become really big and focused on Amazon. A lot of people, even just today, have said omni-channel growth opportunities in different capacities. What does that look like? Amazon's always going to be a center and a and a staple in that. But in terms of growth opportunity, I know Yana, you were talking about just international expansion and an opportunity there too. A lot of people look at that. Um, so how, how do, what does 2021 look like for this group as brands continue to grow and develop? Are we excited about anything specific? Um, has there been stuff in that Amazon's teased about that we're looking to, we're waiting to see come to fruition? Um, I know I asked like five questions there, but Abe, is there anything that you're really hoping that would happen in 2021 or 2022? Good Lord. Got to get my ears right. Oh boy. Uh, there's a lot of questions there. I'm not even sure which one to attack. Take which one and run with it. All right. So I feel like the international one is really Yana's uh, specialty. But I will say this. Um, For the clients that I work with, I would say that if you're going to go international, uh, do it with focus. So Yana's business is creating content for international marketplaces. And the clients that I've sent over to her have done well with content that's optimized. Even if you're an American seller branching into the UK, tweaking your content for for UK English will make a difference in your conversion rates. Um, and don't run things through Google Translate. Don't throw up the same images, especially now that Amazon is going to let you put up images that are separate for each marketplace. Uh, take advantage of lifestyle images that reflect the country your product is in. Take advantage of titles and all the other parts that are not... Um, 
butchered English or butchered whatever language you're in. And that should lead to a lot better success. Um, from the PPC end, I can tell you that the number one driver of good results is high quality content. If you have a good product, that's going to lead to good PPC performance and to good sales, all the more so when we're talking about international markets. I forgot all the rest of the questions, so that's okay. I'll quote while I'm ahead. They weren't as important as that one. Uh, Barkis, what about you? Growth opportunities in 2022, what's the what's a big focus for you think that we need, to, we need to pay attention to, I think? Growth opportunities. Oh, man. Um, yeesh. Uh, okay, so... Um, I think that as, I mean, this is my con, kind of my default answer all the time, but uh, I think it's underserved in our community is, is building lists. Like no, I'm not talking about creating YouTube channels and, 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 you know, creating video content, but just learning how to effectively build external lists, whether that is a VIP program, a loyalty member program, warranty registration. Like if you learn how to do that, you're going to build an audience over time. And learning how to do that does a couple of things, like building these audiences, you have a little bit of leverage. You can decide where they want to go. Um, you'll still send most of your traffic to Amazon, but at the same time, you're gonna learn more about your core demographic of people that wanna buy your product or why they wanna product, buy the product and what does it serve them best. So um, you just understand your customers better so you can make better products, but you're also building and you're starting to build an ecosystem of your own. And at that point, you can decide, do I want to launch if I want to launch on Walmart, well, now I have 25,000 engaged people in an email list that I built over three years, and I can tell them I'm launching on Walmart.com. So it just gives you leverage and just understanding your core demographic better. Destiny, what about yourself? Team focused on anything particular? Are you excited about? Has Amazon teased anything specifically to you that you need to tell us on this podcast to look out for? Be very on top of your creative game. I think on the ad type aspect of Amazon advertising, they are looking to release a lot that will help you better portray your brand on platform with more than your generic sponsored ad and listing image. So that's probably the biggest thing I would recommend people to stay on top of. And then secondly, Amazon's releasing a lot in terms of just giving us more data so they've now released brand metrics, which actually overlays the organic data and your advertising data to help give you category comparisons based on like overall category, subcategory, which can really help you gauge where you stand in relation to your subcategory competitors. So if you're running PPC and you have a high ACOS, go look at your brand metrics. And if you're converting much less than all of your competitors, probably shouldn't be driving additional traffic to that page until you improve your listing. So those are my two biggest call outs. Awesome. And Yana, what about yourself for 2022? Anything? Yeah, as, a, as Abe uh, really like uh, got a really good point over there. And thank you so much for, for that great feedback. Um, it's really important to have a, a game plan like when you expand internationally. You know, just don't be like, my best selling product here is definitely going to be a best selling product in Germany. Like, why, why do you think that's, you know, going to, going to happen? Because a lot of times that's actually not true. So what I suggest to like, you know, people going international and we've seen a very, like that's been trending for the last year and a half. Like people just wanting to maximize on their brands. They're like, we'll just take internationally. Like you should go and check like brand analytics, like see like how much like this, you know, popular product is popular. Check like a uh, black box, the helium 10, see the revenues. And, you know, it's like really not that hard to plan, but not a lot of, you know, sellers seem to pay attention to that. But as I said, like, um, 
um, you know, don't use Google Translate and, and all of that. But what I've seen as a really big change is that we've, we were called by Amazon to do like a, a beta program for some of their sellers in the US and do actual proper translations, which are optimized. So that makes me think that Amazon also wants to go in the right way when it comes to international expansion. They're just gonna put, you know, push people to go there and then uh, serve launch that program, which actually means getting automated translation. And then people don't get a lot of sales and they get disappointed. So, I mean, I'm just gonna say bottom line, whatever you do in terms of international selling, just basically do um, analysis, uh, do product research, uh, market research. You don't have to spend a lot of money on that. But just you have you can do like a lot of things um, on your own or your assistant can do it for you. But make sure that you do have the right product for different marketplaces because not all of your best selling products will be best selling products in other marketplaces as well. I love that recap. And wherever one of you is, there's there's a massive like emergency. <laughs> Someone's in trouble somewhere. So I hear sirens in the background all over. So hopefully none of you are in trouble wherever you're at. But hey, I want to I want to thank you both, each of you personally, and thank I'm you. I'm actually so in jail. This is a background. I was gonna say, <laughs> Yana, you have you amazing reception in jail, man. Right? Blink twice if you are in trouble. My God. <laughs> Uh, no, hopefully all of you are safe wherever you're at. No, uh, I want to thank you each personally for coming on. I know it reached out to you and you didn't have to say yes, um, but I want to thank you so much for just spending some time. I know it's a super busy time of year for a lot of you just finishing up the holiday year um, on a high note. Um, I just I can't wait to meet you all in person and talk with you like we have been on this podcast and off, off channel too. So just thank you so much and uh, for coming on today. Um, I can't thank you more. Um, for being a part of this journey. Oh yeah, thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Thank it always so is. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. It's thank a you. big, big deal. I know. Well, uh, some people tell me that. I, I'm just <laughs> glad I'm employed somewhere. <laughs> thank God. Right. So it's at the end of the things. day, <laughs> it's a little thing. Staying, stay employed in 2021. So thanks, guys. We'll, we'll talk to you guys later. Awesome. Uh, again, everyone else, thank you so much. Just want to reset the room real quick uh, for episode 200. Before my next wave of people coming back on, uh, I, this is episode 200. Uh, if this is the first time or the 200th time you've joined Crossover Commerce, I appreciate you tuning out on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. I have asked a ton of people to be a part of this and see if they have some time of their day to hop on this podcast, which I call my corner of the internet, where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce space. A lot of people said yes. Some people are just so busy that they couldn't hop on. Some people are like, hey, I'm going to hop in whenever I can. Just want to thank those people. Again, the first half, we're halfway through. I, I feel like I do this episode and one hour is a lot for people. We're going to do two hours today just so I can think and get lots of different end of year recaps from people who are just way smarter than me in the Amazon and e-commerce space, logistics space, marketing, whatever you want to touch. Um, we're going to, um, uh, that, that's why I invited them on and that's why I have this podcast so I can learn and other people can learn as well. That being said, just want to give a quick shout out to Ping Pong Payments again, presenting sponsor. Ping Pong Payments helping people save time, money, and effort um, by saving and sending money internationally or receiving funds on different marketplaces on Amazon. You can go to usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast for more information. So when, uh, sorry, uh, there's a lot going on in the background. If you're looking at me and you're laughing, I have like 20 people waiting for me on the bottom. Just want to go ahead and invite people on. Next wave of our podcast, our next group, if I have this correctly, I'm going to just start bringing them on here. I have another Santa. 
in the house. <laughs> and I, I just, sorry, I'm laughing because I don't see these people until they hop on uh, for the full time. So, um, and I think I, oh, and I have Paul, sorry. Paul, I have you too. Look at this. It's like the Brady Bunch over here. I need to remove some things because there's so many people here. Um, <laughs> see the glory of my shirt here. I love, I love it. So I, oh, that's so beautiful. I, I, guys, this is the second Santa I've had on, which is perfect. I was told not to wear anything holiday. Like my wife, who I enjoy, uh, obviously, who I like, throw everything off. She goes, make this about your two hundred, not about holiday. And I said, I don't know if my people will uh, adhere to that, but. Sounds good. I'm going to go in the center of this. I, feel, I want to feel like the Brady Bunch here. Francois, you get to go on the top left. So uh, that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. I Hopefully, uh, I have Emma from Arguing by Emma, Troy Johnson from Seller Tools, Lisa, and uh, Santa from Novaland slash uh, God, I can't stop laughing. Brock, thank you so much. And Paul, thank you so much for hopping on as well. How are How is everyone doing? Doing good. Great. Everyone's festive. I love this. This is the right time of year to do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, say that again. Oh, I have somebody in the background. That's I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who is that? No one's talking. <laughs> it's the ghost of Christmas past. It's exactly. <laughs> My podcast, once you get 200, I guess you just have like random people that starts uh, talking in the background. No one else is on here, so I, I don't know what that is. Interesting. Um, we'll, we'll just move on uh, with that. Uh, how the first half has gone, I want to thank you all. You've all been past guests on the podcast, so I just want to thank you so much for coming on just to give a little insight and kind of recap 2021, looking forward to 2022. Um, tell me, uh, let, let's start, start with my top left, Francois. What, uh, just quick introduction for yourself, if people haven't heard of you before. Um, obviously, I've heard of Santa Claus. Who well, am I? Uh, wouldn't recognize him. That's for wouldn't sure. recognize him. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you can, maybe Lisa, you and Francois together, you guys can, since you guys co-host a podcast together. Um, what? Who are you guys? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, some might call us the Santa Claus of supply chain. I don't know. That's that's just a word that's being tossed out Stretch. there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm the director of business development here at Noviland, and Lisa is taking over our marketing department actually over here at Noviland. And we also co-host the Link of Leaders podcast, where we've had a lot of the same guests that you've had, uh, different conversations, and uh, we talk all things e-commerce and supply chain at the same time. Um, but yeah, ultimately, we just work with supply chain start to finish from manufacturing, sourcing, production, logistics warehousing fulfillment last mile delivery the whole nine yards essentially um and that's sort of why we like to hear about the other side of the the, the aisle the marketing the uh everything that the sellers really get into before or after uh, they're actually planning out their supply chain exactly and and you didn't mention not just a lot of the same guests a lot of the people on this screen have been on yes. the show. we're surrounded by friends hi everybody right. um and I did this on purpose, guys. It's just I, like happy family. <laughs> it seemed very intentional. Yes. What is what are the holidays for if not bringing everybody together? Exactly. Um, if I would show thing, you my desk, it was like it was a schedule coordination of like I can't show, but it's like this nasty. <laughs> oh, right, this person's it. here. Like they're all friends. Like they can talk together, right? It's like coming up with a, a seating chart for a wedding. It's like who's gonna fight? Who's gonna get along? How can we do this? <laughs> Right. Hopefully no one fights here on the podcast. Yeah. Right. Why didn't you actually bring some, you know, antagonistic relationships here? Because I think that would really be spicy. That's for episode 300, Emma. Come you on. Need, you, know, you know the processes. You, you need, need an angry elf. 
You need an angry need, elf or two. Angry elf, yes. I, that's what we have you here for, Paul. <laughs> I thought yeah, I feel like that was a perfect joke for Emma. I know. I mean, elf sized and all. She is tiny but mighty. Okay, I would not. Tiny cross but Emma. mighty. Thank you, Lisa. But you're not angry. You're always happy. Although, although I do owe you a reply in WhatsApp. So if you're angry at me, that is excusable. Oh. All smiles here. No, I, love that. I thought those were the middle fingers. You you only did two. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. Yes, this is this is a family show for uh, people watching. And right? YouTube will kick me out if I uh, start cursing up a storm here. But anyways, Paul, since you were talking, uh, give us a quick intro of yourself. Uh, love the love the sweater. I was I was told to tease this too. I created my own ugly Christmas sweater. So if you're listening to this and you want to know what it looks like, it's pretty funny. But follow me on social media. That was a good idea by my wife. She said you should tease it on your podcast uh, and uh, tell them to follow you on social media. So you have to subscribe to the podcast, but and that's my tease. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Um, <laughs> so what do I do? I do. Um, I've been in the marketing space, digital marketing since about 2008. And so everything that I do kind of revolves around brand marketing, brand building. Um, we do a lot with chat bots. I started chat marketing university. Uh, actually it was messenger bot university in 2018. Um, and, so since then, I've been teaching people how to use chatbots, um, maybe a little bit annoyingly, like people invite me places and they'll be like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. Let's talk chatbots. That, that, that sound, does that sound good? Um, so I, I do a lot with chatbots and um, influencer marketing because ultimately the way that I look at chatbots is just a means to an end. It's just a, a method of building an audience. Um, and it's an effective method because like, or at least in social media, um, like rates are generally cheaper running traffic through a bot. Um, say like Instagram, for example, we're doing a case study now um, with ManyChat. We've gotten like four or 500 applicants for a brand ambassador program in the last like two weeks for like, it's so cheap too. It's crazy. So um, that's what I do. I, I kind of tinker in my business, test stuff out and then start doing it in other people's businesses in the chat agency. So that, that's awesome. Not a super in-depth description, but well, you've been on too, and I and I told this too um, for the people who have come on multiple times of the show, Paul. You've been on, I think, three times or so. We're going to start having a five timers club um, on the podcast, so we start getting um, jackets and things like that once we start to have five. Because I know Emma and Troy, they come on like every major episode here. <laughs> they're they're getting up there too. So everyone who keeps coming back, that's my incentive to get people to come back is start getting like tease out merch, or they don't come back at all. Barkus told me he goes. Uh, yeah, if I get something, then I'll think about coming back on. So, <laughs> he's only holding so, out for the bribe. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah, he's, hold, he's holding out for the jacket or the bribes to come back on. So uh, that being said, uh, Emma, thank you for saying yes and coming back on podcast. You were back on 100. So thanks for coming back on 200. I'm just, you're my, you're my like, you're like Troy. You have to come on every, every 100. Yeah, I'm going to be really disappointed if on 400 I don't get an invite, Ryan. So, God, I hope uh, we make it there. I'm already going to be counting the days. <laughs> yeah. God, at this point, man, at this juncture, that may be next summer by 400. We might, we might somehow do like two a day just so we get to 400 by the summer. But Holy if I make moly. it there, <laughs> that's a rapid pace. I salute your uh, commitment because yeah, someone's got to, someone's got to do it. <laughs> Ryan is built different. I don't know how he does it every week. Yeah, guys, some of us like to stay employed. That's that's the uh, that, that's the goal here. So and there's a, there's anyway. others of us who are like screw that. 
I don't yeah. need a job. <laughs> yeah. I want to stay unemployed by anyone else <laughs> except <True>. me. <laughs> exactly. No, uh, Emma, uh, sorry to, to hijack your intro. Uh, for people who don't know you or if you haven't listened in 100 episodes, uh, what have you been up to um, with the agency and whatnot? Yeah, so my name's Emma Schirmer-Tamir. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Marketing by Emma. We create conversion spiking commerce. Oh my gosh, I'm rusty, guys. Conversion spiking copy for e-commerce businesses, Amazon listings, website copy, all, all those texts that you need to be able to really effectively communicate with, engage, and convert your dream customers. And we've just been toiling away on the business. It kind of went on a wild and crazy fall roadshow of events. And I must say, I've now been home for two weeks straight. And I'm just so excited to be able to dig into all the things that have been lingering that have required that solid focus that I've had to uh, sort of bite, bite my I'm really bad at those expressions, bite my something I think is, is, is some sort of phrase that people bide say. Your time. Some, bite your time, bite yeah. your tongue. One of those Some, things. Well, maybe both of those at times. But anyway, hopefully you get my point. <laughs> I do. No, two weeks straight, man. I don't think I've left yeah. my house in years. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's not the case. No, two weeks at home straight. That's uh, that's that's nice, obviously. I don't know if anyone's traveling for the holidays, but it's, uh, it's nice to be home and just kind of relax and get ready for the next year or two. But uh, uh, Troy, uh, welcome back again. I said... I think you've been on since 100, but welcome back to the podcast. You've probably been on fourth. This might be your fourth time or close to it. Shoot. I was I was joking about the Five Timers Club, but now I'm not. Yeah, one more time and you're on. <laughs> you get a you get something. Uh-oh. You're I don't muted. Have your audio for some, Troy, I don't have your audio for some reason. You're not muted on my end. Nope. Nope. Hey. Oh, no. There we go. He's speechless. Other, other shows. I know. Oh, I know. Emma has me speechless. Four times. Her conversion oh, copy is just, it's it's just spiked, blowing my mind. It spiked his brainwaves. <laughs> uh, oh, good. Now, I get this nice new microphone, and, and then I'm learning how to use it. So Hey, um, that, that looks, yeah, I was going to say, new microphone. Uh, I know. Looks, looks good. Looks good. Yeah, it looks good, man. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me on. It's good to see everyone uh, here and together. Um, and yeah, congratulations, Ryan, on 200. That's uh, that is a lot of content, time, and energy. Um, and yeah, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, appreciate but, it. You're but yeah, cool. a little bit you know about me. Yeah, yeah, Seller Tools. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I'm a co founder at Seller Tools uh, with a few other smart folks that are uh, Amazon sellers themselves. Um, prior to kicking off uh, Seller Tools, which uh, a little bit about who we are, uh, we are now sort of an all in one suite of tools covering keyword research, listing optimization, uh, competitive analysis, alerts, PPC. Um, different automation. So we have a pretty wide suite of tools um, focused on um, data optimization and automation. Those are kind of our three pillars. Uh, but prior to that was an Amazon seller. I'm uh, still selling myself, just not um, involved in the day-to-day -day. and uh, ended up selling uh, selling a brand, moved on to, to uh, doing some, some consulting and then kicked off, like I said, what I'm doing today with seller tools and focusing on features and tools and all the fun that... Uh, we get uh, on in this little industry uh, as part of the Amazon ecosystem that has all the all the same fun as if you were selling on Amazon. Um, but yeah, enjoy doing that uh, today. That's never what, a dull moment, right? Uh, exactly, exactly. In the SaaS space, yeah. I was mm -hmm. gonna say logistics, SaaS, never a dull moment. And speaking of logistics, uh, Brock, thanks so much for 
hopping on crossover commerce. I'm going to unmute you too. So I oh, I don't have, there they go. Brock, thank you for hopping on. Oh, gosh, there we go. Now we're on. Uh, <laughs> there we go. No, hey, thanks for hopping on, uh, Brock, with Forescape. You guys are busy this time of year, so I appreciate you guys are uh, hopping on too as well. So for people who don't know Forescape, tell us a little bit about you guys. Um, yeah, I mean, Ryan, congratulations for the 200 episodes. It's really nice to have everybody in here, like remotely. I'm actually in uh, Medellin, Colombia right now. Uh, we are opening a new office in here uh, for right. Latin American market. Um, yeah, I mean, I lived in China seven years and now in U.S. three years. We're doing uh, global international logistics, mainly door-to-door -door logistics for e-commerce and Amazon sellers. Most of our clients are right now expanding to different markets and globe as well as the different marketplaces. So it's really exciting to see you know three years ago maybe most of the people only were focusing on amazon.com but now everybody is like doing different marketplaces different countries so it's really exciting as well as it's, it's challenges you know for us for as a team uh with all the supply chain issues with the logistic uh, problems you know the price issues availabilities but obviously um, things are, you know, it has never been this busy for us, you know, for the logistic people, I'm sure uh, like Francois and Lisa also, they think in the same way, um, you know, international logistics is crazy right now. Um, there, are, there are hundreds of shipping, uh, sh cargo ships are waiting outside of California for deliveries and everything is under delays. But like, you know, we're trying to do our best for our customers and, uh, with our software team and digital platform, it's, you know, helping our customers to track the shipments online. And, you know, it, it really helps a lot. But as you said, like, you know, it's the craziest time of the year. And hopefully maybe the Christmas time people uh, will give a break one day. So we will also have a break one day. No, absolutely. <laughs> that, that's there's some. Well, congratulations on the new office opening. That's awesome in South America. I mean, Thank I think. Oh, again, a lot of people are looking at energy, international opportunities in 2022. I guess I would open up to kind of the floor. I know I have multiple logistics people. I have copy, I have marketing, I have a little bit of everyone in here. It's like I planned this out. So I wanted to open it up for people in the in the group, I guess. 2021, if you had to summarize maybe in a, in a sentence or a couple words, is there is there something that really had to, if you had to really boil it down to, how would you describe that? Maybe let's start backwards. Brock, how would you boil it down Man. into a sentence or two? I think for most of the sellers globally, the biggest challenge was uh, managing their cash flow because of the delays with the supply chain. Um, if you're doing private label, let's say you source from China, the delivery, the lead time was from 30 days to 45, 60, 45 to 60 days. <clears throat> the departure time from China extended like from three days to 15 days. The, the transit time from 15 days to 34 days. So basically, the money turnaround time used to be maybe 90 to 120 days. Now it's almost up to 180, 210 days for some, some, some people. So that's why a lot of companies are looking for alternative markets for sourcing, alternative ways to shipping. And, you know, all the raw material costs increasing in the world, like, you know, especially in China, uh, 30 to 40% and most of the products, uh, the shipping cost tripled, even four times, you know, compared to 2019, 2020. So, I think the biggest challenge for a lot of companies were uh, expanding uh, because they didn't have really enough cash flow and even like, the, you know, and also with the Amazon inventory limit. So everybody had to do plan B, plan C with 3PL, uh, you know, organizing the shipments partially instead of sending everything to Amazon, extra cost, extra operations. So all these things were like a really big challenge. 
And I think 2022, it's going to be even like more challenging with a lot of different you know factors that people can control. So I think that's the, the biggest challenge for most of the sellers. I think uh, most of the people were talking about, you know, like, you know, marketing things or like, you know, ranking the products, this and that. But also if you can't get your product from A to Z, um, they, that makes no sense, whatever you actually try to do. So that's why staying, I think, in the game, being not out of inventory, I think that's the key uh, strategy for a lot of companies in 2022. Amazing. Troy, what about you guys and the team? If you had a summer as 2020, 2021, death by a thousand paper cuts, <laughs> words in your mouth, like what, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to look at uh, 21 without looking at 20 um, because, you know, we had sort of this, um, you know, the, the pandemic really accelerated e-commerce so fast that it almost became a bubble to burst. And that's a little bit, I think, of what we are dealing with in 21, where every part of a physical product business was realizing some type of constraint. Um, and, you know, Amazon's not not necessarily immune to that, you know, as Barack touched on in terms of, you know, you've got inventory limits. So at the point of contact, you have limitations and you have supply chain issues and you have raw material shortages. So you have everything leading up to realizing the actual sale and the conversion um, being stress tested. Um, and so and he's spot on too. you know, everything that we talk about in terms of, you know, ranking and doing keyword research and all of these things. Well, with without a unit to sell, those those are those are it's not really a fruitful, uh, high priority um, initiative in your business <clears throat> when you do that 80 20. So, yeah, I think that's really the it, it's sort of the um, I guess I would put it succinctly as kind of like the pandemic hangover. It's, you know, once we had this massive incline. It just had no way to stabilize at that height. And then we sort of dropped off. And I, I agree in coming into this next year is that you sort of have to, in many ways, plan for the worst. Because um, what I haven't touched on is also all the all the other Amazon changes, right? Um, that do impact, okay, now that you have inventory in stock, what's your competitive advantage? Are you exploiting a unique point of difference? Are you selling something different? Do you understand the, the ranking uh, landscape? So it's a... I think it's a, it depends on how you view it. It's, it's like, you know, do you view the glass half full or half empty? I think it's that stress test for Amazon brands and sellers. Um, but if you view it optimistically, it's a tough enough landscape that if you, if you point out what your, your true uh, points of export are and your points of difference are, um, I think it, it provides a unique opportunity when it comes to FBA or some, some hybrid of that, you know, folding in 3PL, you know, multi-channel, that type of thing. Uh, coming into this new year. Paul, I was assuming you have something to say I, about marketing and uh, branding off of Amazon. Dude, I love it. I know that Francois unmuted earlier than me, but I'm just going to throw that in there. Like Troy was saying, I mean, here's the thing. Like 21 for us sucked so bad. It was, it sucked. It was not a good year. What do you between, mean by that? Well, between the inventory issues. So first and foremost, um, I got to take my hat off. Well, I don't even have it on. Um, obviously to my wife, like Rochelle, if it weren't for her, like our business would not be afloat. Like she, she's adopted accounting principles. Um, if you guys haven't read the book, um, profit first, there's an e-commerce version. It's amazing. And she's been running our business with that model. And if it weren't for that, like we would be out of business, but like everything that she's done, like to the best of her ability, inventory planning, it just got hosed, you know, I mean, we, 
um, you know, most people know if they've listened to me for any length of time, we sell in the baby space. We're very seasonal in the summer. So our order that we had placed that was supposed to be our summer order, instead of like, we, we tried it to space it out, but our flipping manufacturers shipped it all together. First and foremost, they that kind of screwed stuff up for us in that regard. <clears throat> and it was supposed to be here the first week of June and it got here like second or third week of September. So we basically missed our summer season, you know, add into that. We've had this ongoing black hat attack that's taken down our number one listing. Um, and it's still not categorized. Like I'm working internally with people at Amazon. They're saying, they're telling me like what the note it's in. And they're like, we can't, I don't know. I'm like you flip and work there. Like you have backend access. How can you not move it? So anyway, I see it as a glass half full, despite all that, despite, I guess maybe I'm a masochist. And the reason why I like this is it, pre it presents a high barrier to entry and high barrier, the higher, the barrier to entry, the, the more fun the game is. I love playing games. I love board games that require a lot of rules because they're more fun. And so the way that I look at it is if it's a higher barrier to entry then the people that don't know what they're doing are going to stay out of the game, which means that it's going to make, hopefully the PPC prices go down in the future once the aggregator insanity settles down. But I've just been thinking through this a lot because my son the other day, he told me, so my son is seven. He was like, dad, you know what I would love? I would love to not be able to feel pain. It was like, what, like a superpower? Like you're impervious to pain. Like people shoot you and you can't feel it and it bounces off. He's like, no, like I'll get cut and I just can't feel it. I'm, I was like, you know, pain is a good thing. Pain is a signal to the body that we're doing something wrong or in business, right? That pain can be good because it allows you to look at your processes and see, okay, what's broken. And there's certain things that are outside of our control, right? We can't fix those things with the supply chain and the logistics, but we can become more nimble and, and look at our response to it. So all that to say, despite how terrible the year 2021 was for us, I'm very optimistic about 2022 because we're set up for success because the way that I look at it, like you had said it in my head, it comes down to branding. Troy said, you know, unique selling proposition. What is it that's unique about your products? And I think that the game on Amazon is not going to be so much the, you know, the 200th spatula and you're trying to rank against this, this crowd of exact lookalikes. I see Amazon moving to reward the true unique things, the people that the, the brands that have built a modicum of social proof that have people that, you know, something to bring to the platform. That's the way that, that I'm looking at it. And, um, fortunately I know how to do that. <laughs> so that's, so that's why I like it now. Um, it is a little bit exhausting, but I'm excited about 2022. So yeah, that's my, <laughs> well, man, I'm glad you guys can overcome that. And again, I think that's a testament to just the processes you guys put in place to be successful. Not every brand is, we all hear all the time, not as fortunate to be able to overcome those obstacles and they have to shut down. They can't continue in a business. That, that's just the testament where we're at in today's juncture on Amazon as entrepreneurs, things like that. So I'm glad, again, fingers crossed for you, man. I, that, that's a lot to overcome. So I'm glad you're able to push through. Um, Emma, what about, yeah. I'll let you know this time next year how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, uh, on episode 300, we'll just uh, we'll just recap and see where we're at. Just keep checking in. Now, um, no, thanks for sharing that, Paul. Uh, Emma, what about you? Um, things to take note of for 2022 for the team? W what's changing in the world and how you guys are operating in your team? 
I think it's really just apparent, even in listening to all of these conversations just now and through all the engagements that we've had with various people over the last year, that changes has always been a constant and something that we can rely on happening. And it's just happening at an even faster pace. And so for us, you know, the supply chain mess also impacted us and our business because people were planning on launching products or, you know, gearing up for the holidays. And then they're like, "Ah, well, uh, we can't get our product in. So uh, bigger, bigger issues to contend with. And that's really given us even an opportunity to be able to look at our business critically and see, okay, well, what processes can we strengthen up? How can we take advantage of this time that's a little bit quieter than normal and really make sure that as things start to ramp back up, that we're ready to capture what comes to the best of our ability. And if for some reason things take an unexpected turn again, and likely they will, when is really the big question mark, then we're we're pretty good at asking questions, figuring out you know, getting curious and and just trying to, like Paul said, treat it like a game. Like, I think that that's, I think that you're, if you're in the world of entrepreneurship, there has to be almost this like strange joy in even the uncomfortable parts because it's kind of exciting to have to figure it out. And that sounds like I have some sort of, you know, uh, problematic tendencies <laughs> that make me enjoy uncomfortable situations. But that I think that that is just kind of the name of the game when you're in business. Right. And then, I mean, not to, not to say that any of those things are, are good things to overcome. I think Paul said too, it's like overcoming and feeling pain and feeling those tough things to overcome and still be able to be in business. My gosh, like, uh, I don't know where to even start, but again, uh, Lisa and Francois to kind of like cap us off, you know, or finish up on the half hour. Cause I, I see a lot of other faces are popping up like you guys did in the half hour. I, I don't have half and I need more than half an hour to talk to everyone. I should have done a five hour episode. I said, <laughs> screw it. And just not, not do anything else today. Just uh, a 24 hour live stream. Honestly, guys, <laughs> it's been on my radar. I promise you it's been on my radar. Just a mega marathon of talking with people all over the world. It might happen. Might not. I, if I say it, it's going to come to fruition, so I'm not promising anything. <laughs> if my boss is listening out there, don't get any ideas. But anyways, um, what, do you, what about you guys? And I, I know shipping logistics, you guys are seeing a lot of the same things. What are we looking at for 2022? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll I'll let Francois talk to the majority of it, but I'll, I'll just give my two cents here that to just kind of uh, echo what Emma said, like you have to kind of expect the unexpected. And this has been really interesting for me coming into this space in July of 2020. Like I came into chaos. I've known nothing but chaos. So I'm really interested to see what happens in 2022. I do think that the name of the game is really going to be branding and like, of course, getting your supply chain set up, right? Like if you don't have any product to sell and you're, you know, pushing on PPC and you don't have it, you, you, have nothing. So getting your supply chain set up and then branding is going to really be the name of the game. We've been having that conversation a lot lately, but um, I'll let Francois talk about what he expects to happen. Cause I like, I like your viewpoint. I wonder if you're going to say what I think you're going to say, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone sort of hit the nail on the head. It's I think it's a certain level of maturity that a lot of companies are growing into and seeing this as a leaky bucket from a supply chain side has been interesting for the past year, for the past 18 to 24 months, really. Um, I think a lot of it has been built on, and I had a post, I think like a year and a half ago about this new supply chain bubble. And I called it the su supply chain bubble because that's exactly what it was. It was bursting. Um, and it's really just built on a house of cards. A lot of people were managing a very perfect supply chain, weren't expecting to have to learn about, let's say, domestic shipping or how do ports work or what is demerage, what's a chassis, how do freight forwarders even work? Are they the ones that own the containers? Why can't we just make more containers? Like a lot of the questions that I think should have been asked a few years back, but that, that's okay. I think this is just opening up a new level of maturity with new questions. We're going to see new answers. I think we're going to see brands just build on awesome supply chains in 2022 and i think what brock said is is perfectly valid we're 100 percent going to see even more issues when it comes to logistics it's not just going to get better pricing is not going to go down to what it was i think we're going to have a new normal eventually it's just not going to be immediate thumbs down he goes no i i gosh every time i bring it so this is my problem every time i bring on supply chain people you guys want me to talk about this for five hours i swear to god like there's more we can talk about in this. unfortunately that could be a five-hour conversation hands down i know well that's why the people go to your podcast right guys uh link up <laughs> leaders again i'm promoting people uh i know everyone else has content out there there paul's doing great things on uh so many different podcast channels and uh clubhouse he's still appearing on the clubhouse and all the fun other places that he appears and in conferences and we'll eventually meet up and we'll all just laugh about this together hopefully as the, i mean at least my hope is um but everyone i just want to because our time's up i want to say thank you to this group uh for all hopping on uh thank you for coming on your own individual episodes i've i can be more thankful to you guys say yes every time i ask um hopefully i should ask more maybe uh instead of 100 episodes in between sorry emma um but I just want to thank you each personally for hopping on each episode and bringing the insight to the community and doing everything you guys do. Um, oh, thank you. Oh, I'm gonna, Brock, for some reason I keep on, I can't unmute you, but thank you. I appreciate it. Thank so, you, Ryan. Yeah, no, thank you all so much for hopping on this special episode and sharing it with some friends in the space. I call them friends, uh, friends of the podcast. So thank you for being that here today. Yeah, thank, thank you, Ryan. and congrats, thank you. Again. congrats again. Great work. Awesome. Hi, congratulations. Bye. Thank oh, you ooh, Francois oh, running the oh, show man. now. <laughs> Santa, Santa Claus himself who runs this show. <laughs> My God. No, uh, thank you guys for hopping on again. Uh, before I reset and bring on the next group, I just want to give a shout out to everyone again. Thanks for hopping on Crossover Commerce Episode 200. This is Crossover Commerce where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon e-commerce space. Look, who's taking over this podcast? My God. I have trouble over here. I can't even click anything anymore. You guys are seeing how the sausage is made and it's not pretty right now. Anyways, we're on the last uh, group. I want to go ahead and start bringing on people um, for the last part of the podcast. Um, group number four, look at these people as they start to pop up. And Leslie, there she is. And Brock, I need to get rid of Brock. There it is. Everyone, welcome back to Crossover Commerce. You guys, you guys are on leg four. We're going, we're getting a little crazy and nutty over here. I'm trying to make sure we keep this train afloat. But thanks for hopping on uh, again. Thank you. It's great to see some of you guys. It hasn't been, it's been a while, I should say. Mate, marathon man here. What is this? Four back-to-back -back sessions. I don't <laughs> know is. how you do it. I think I've had. Now you guys are like six, 17, 18, 19, and twenty. I think I've had twenty guests on today. So. 
all different personalities, all different insights of the community. So I want to say thank you so much for hopping on and saying yes to this crazy train that is my podcast. So uh, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna start to to single out things over here. Uh, let me go around the the proverbial room, if you will. Um, let me try to see. Let's see. Let's start with Matt. Matt, you were on first, so let's uh, give a quick shout out to who you are and what you do and uh, everything what you're doing at Pinformative. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Uh, congratulations as well. 200. It's a great achievement. Uh, I wouldn't like to do what you've done today. You, you're looking a bit tired yourself. No, I'm joking. You know I am. It's uh, it's a massive thing that you've got going there, and I'm, I'm really uh, honoured to be part of this, to be quite honest. So thank you very much. I know everyone else thinks the same thing. So, uh, But, yeah, I'm Matt from Pinformative. Uh, <clears throat> we're doing things with Pinterest. Uh, middle, middle men we are uh, through traffic flows, et cetera, and basically – we're looking into under the hood of how the algorithm works at Pinterest and how we can redirect traffic flows with minimal effort and autonomy to all marketplaces. So there you go. That's pretty much what we're doing. Uh, that's that's it, really. I was going to say, since the last time we talked, you guys launched fully 100%, right? You guys are fully functioning and going? Um, I just know I feel like I'm dying constantly. <laughs> um, I, I just, it's It's... it's it's very difficult when there's no sort of anchors out there to go off. You know, there's nothing to pivot off. So the fact that you're trying to do this and be at the forefront constantly, it's like, am I doing the right thing? Are you, you know, am I pushing on in the right way? Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed so far. Yeah, it seems like we're doing okay. But yeah, we've, we've launched the learning portal and um, we're working on uh, various software with engineers. But yeah, it's, it's testing. But, you know, I, if you don't jump, you don't fly. That's kind of like the thing, isn't it, with being an entrepreneur? So you've just got to go for it. Jump in the fire or don't jump in at all. So I love that. Well, not a lot of people are talking about Pinterest, too, which is a really cool niche to be talking about. And you guys are doing just so many really cool things, too. And uh, you, Marie, and shout out to Marie if she's watching or listening to this, too. So you guys are doing awesome things. Uh, Andrew Morgans, welcome back. Uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend who hopped on. Gosh, you've been on. It's been a while since you've hopped on here, but thanks for hopping on today. Uh, give a quick intro yourself if they don't know who you are. Yeah, Ryan, thanks for having me on. Um, this is special, season three finale, episode 200. So uh, I don't think that can be understated. It takes a lot of work to produce 200 episodes. Um, so congratulations, number one. Uh, number two, Pinterest is the shit. I love Pinterest. Uh, you know, it's like one of the, uh, I honestly want to learn more just because with some of the brands I own or brands we're working with, like Pinterest has been one of the best traffic generating sources that we've had, depending on what product you're in. So I think uh, as someone that, at least in my neck of the woods here in the Midwest, I definitely felt like I was creating an agency when there wasn't one to, to, to build off of as far as services for Amazon. And it is very tough being a trailblazer um so just keep your head down and keep pushing there i think it's fun because you know you get an advantage of being a first mover but also there's when you look around you don't there's no one to validate what you're doing you know so just study as she goes uh yeah. marknology i'm the founder of marknology to all our listeners that don't know who i am uh marknology is a full service amazon agency um you know, we specialize in, in everything that it takes to get to get successful on Amazon. So we, we don't have one specific niche. It's more so, um, you know, how do you get your brand positioned on Amazon? How do you transition from one type of selling to the next? You know, what's international marketplaces look like for you? Um, yeah, I've been in the space um, quite a while. So I've seen a little bit of everything. And, 
just like Paul and the group before us were talking, Paul and Emma, um, you know, being being comfortable with the uncomfortable is an entrepreneurial superpower uh, and just being ready to pivot and change. So, you know, e-commerce in general was a change for me. So I haven't had any issues adjusting as change happens over the last 10 years. But for people that have been in business a long time, you know, change can be can be hard. Uh, but like Paul said, the gamification part of everything, I used to be, you know, I'm only 35 uh, later this month, but I've been around computers since I was a little boy. And, um, you know, whether that was building them or tinkering or whatever the case might be and um, played a lot of games way before there were streamers or 24 hour streaming marathons, you know, and people were getting paid. And um, I definitely feel like I bring some of that uh that gamer outlet to, to Amazon, the Amazon algorithm and e-commerce and selling online and can just relate to what they were saying before about as it's getting harder and there's more rules and, you know, to sell a high price item, you, your branding has to be on point. Your storytelling has to be on point. Your off Amazon efforts like Pinterest and Facebook and social have to be on point as the game gets harder, it gets a little bit more fun for those of us that are competitive. So um, it's been a tough, you know, a tough 21 but it was a tough 20, a tough 19, tough 18, tough 17. So, I mean, it's been uh, it's been tough going um, since I started my entrepreneurship journey. No more difference here in 2021. So that was just a, I was sitting in early in the group and listening kind of to some of the conversations. Hey, he answered and, all my questions like you're done. See you, Andrew. Thanks. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no, but, uh, just no, excited that's... to be here and excited to, um, you know, be part of this episode. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, Rapana. You're a busy man. I, I love your post to where you share your list of things to do. You, you're one of those diligent people who you, you get stuff, for lack of uh, cursing on my podcast, you get stuff done. So um, I'm going to keep a kosher on YouTube today. So uh, Leslie, thanks for hopping on today. Uh, another person who's just crushing in the Amazon space or crushing Amazon, if you will. Leslie, you always have an awesome opinion about what's going on in the space, right? Like what I did there? See, I have a... I have, I have some chops about me. No, uh, for people that don't know you, you your uh, background or what Riverbend does, can you uh, tell us, please? Absolutely. And first, thanks for having me on. And congratulations on the big 200. Um, that's making you a grandpa in the Amazon podcasting space. If you're going by episodes instead of length of time, you're, that's you're right. aging There's gray hairs here. in here. There's that's right. Hair. I started the podcast without a beard. Now I have one. There's gray hairs. I'm losing hair. It's... It's going to be bad by 400. See, I just had to work that in because people always laugh when I say that in the Amazon space, I'm like a grandma. Now, I'm not really a grandma, but in the Amazon space, I am because I've sold on Amazon for 11 years. And there are other people who are actually in the great grandparent era, but I figure I'm in the grandparent era. Um, Riverbend Consulting, we do all the unpleasant things no one wants to deal with. Uh, so we solve problems with Amazon when people's accounts are suspended, their ASINs are suspended, their inventory is stuck and stranded, or their inventory is stuck in FC transfer for 65 days when it's not supposed to be more than 30, or whatever the stupid, idiotic, ridiculous thing is that you've tried everything that you can do to talk to Amazon and you get these form emails back that make no sense whatsoever. That's when you call me uh, because we handle all the stuff that no one wants to do. We've been around for four and a half years. We've got 60 employees, but 15 of them are ex-Amazonians, which is part of where we get our mojo to know how to deal with the workflows and the bizarreness and the frustration that is Amazon. And then on the other side, we do the other set of stuff no one wants to do, the boring things, 
like your reimbursements and customer service messages and all of the things that make your account tick every day. So you can actually get a Pinterest strategy, which most people don't have, or manage your brand better, which a lot of people don't do. So a lot like uh, Yoni over here who helps people find great resources so that they can grow their business and focus on uh, what you actually make money doing. Um, that's, that's what we're here for. Pandering to the crowd. I love it. Hey, and I got to say, hey, Yoni's actually found someone for my team that's helped us to uh, be able to do what we're doing and they can focus on some of the day to day. So got to throw in a plug there. Love that. that. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Leslie. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it, right? You you pick the businesses that aren't necessarily the sexiest where people have the most challenges. And that's where uh, that's where you create intrinsic value. And yeah, I mean, I've seen you guys grow over the last couple of years and it's nothing short of unbelievable so yeah happy to be partnering with you and also obviously you too andrew mate uh seeing uh friends partners uh it's all very exciting i'm just jumping in here ryan because no go ahead i'm gonna go last here but mate 200 how can i also not jump in and say that really is an impressive feat i'm actually going to take all of your hard work to growing it to 200 now and giving a shout out i don't know if any of you guys know i'm actually pretty sure joe Zalta connected me with the guys at Buy Box Experts, but there's a bit of a disaster going on in Cebu and uh, Mindanao uh, right now in the Philippines. There was a Category 5 typhoon. Um, About 10% of our team were impacted and they're all okay, which is great. And we've been actually working with Buy Box Experts and a number of other companies trying to raise funds and get supplies over there. So I'm going to drop you a link and I'm giving, I'm really just giving a plug so we can raise some additional funds to help people on the ground get access to fresh water food power um yeah so absolutely thanks for throw thanks for the all chat the, we'll throw it on the comments yeah here. thanks for all the hard work 200 episodes getting to that level of following so that you know it creates a meaningful platform to actually help uh to help people i've just put it in there yeah um, absolutely let me uh copy it and go ahead uh and yoni i was joking about this too for people i've had on the podcast multiple times you're one of the few people who've been multiple than just one time we're going to get to a five-timers club here shortly. If you're an SNL fan, I'm going to start making jackets for people. It's yes. going to be a whole thing, so we're going to start this <laughs> Uh But yeah, you're one of the people I think is creeping up on five. So I told, I was telling the people who are like uh, Troy Johnson from Seller Shows, like, oh, I think next time I have you on, I need to buy you a jacket or something like that. Yeah. It's going to happen. I, like, I want, uh, I'll take one of those like Super Bowl type rings as well. That works too. Yeah. I'll, I'll get working with that right away. <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> all right, if my boss is listening, we got some work to do. So uh, no, but you, you're working great things, uh, multiply me and Scala as well. So for people who haven't, if they miss those episodes for some reason or another, which they shouldn't have because they're subscribed to the podcast, uh, what, what are you doing over there? Um, the great yeah, we're, we're helping support both agencies, e-commerce sellers, aggregators, find really high-level talent out of the Philippines and help with the integration component. And on the that's multiply me on the Escala side, we systemize e-commerce businesses and agencies and aggregators effectively. So, you know, Andrew will be able to tell you a lot more about that in the coming uh, weeks and months. Uh, but yeah, effectively, what we're trying to do is to help businesses either for scale or for sale, uh, making sure that we're really attacking it from from every aspect of it. So we deploy our consulting team in, they interview, they shadow their review. It's like having a SEAL Team Six in your business really trying to to build it for that next level but that's that's enough out of out of me mate i'll hand it back over to you to uh to run this no that's that's great and i put that link in there as well so hopefully people should be able to see it on 
Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. Um, so that being said, again, congratulations. Like Andrew's doing podcasts, Yoni's doing it. Leslie, you are running podcasts. Matt, you're you might be doing podcasts. I have I feel like I have the podcast crew here to cap us off. Um, what I've been asking, kind of every group. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot going on. We're don't lot worry, don't here. worry. Right. I don't know what I'm doing either. Don't worry about it. It's fine. No, it's fine. I'm not can a clue I, what I'm doing. Can I give another if, plug? If Sorry, if an entrepreneur it. says they know what they're doing, I'm sorry, but they're lying. Agreed. You just, you've just got to go for it and pivot and move all the time. So, you know, I'm not going to pretend and sit here and go, I know exactly what I'm doing. I've been lying. Sorry. But We're all go. making it up as we go along. Isn't that, isn't <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. But can yeah, I, I, I want to so. give, I want to give one more plug here. Riverbend are up to some pretty exciting stuff. I sat on with Brianna the other day uh, on Surge, uh, the event in Miami. That looks absolutely unbelievable. So, thank you I, for the plug. I love it. I'm yeah. so I'm I'm so excited and also devastated that I can't make it. But it just looks it looks like what the yeah. I'm I'm expecting uh, my first child in that week. So if there's a good there's a good excuse, right? I didn't um, know that. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. That's Thanks, exciting. mate. Thanks. But it, it looks amazing. Like I was literally looking at the deck just saying like, holy shit, how do I get here? Like, uh, yeah, it's not happening. But anyway. Well, thank you. That makes me happy. You know, we tried to create an event that was what we would want an event to be. You go to enough conferences and you see the strengths and weaknesses of each one and the things that are really cool and the things that you're like, what a missed opportunity. So we're, if this is the surge summit. It's in February. Now that he plugged it, I have to say it. Sorry. No, it's in, fine. you're doing it on a favor. Like if you can get there, you should be there. No, yes. I, I, yeah, me too. I've already talked to Brianna. I talked to her. Gosh, when she was, she's like, this is the, the very first draft of what we're putting out there. And I go, just give it to me. I'll, I'll look at it. And I thought it was really cool too. So somewhat we're trying to figure out how for hell or high water, how to get there. And again, I think, that kind of morphs into my question for 2021 and 2022 of last year. I mean, there was kind of a tale of two halves, right? We looked at like the first part and people got together then some things like that. If you guys had to summarize, I know Andrew, you already did this too. Um, Matt, what, maybe let's go to you. If you had to look at 2022, put it in a sentence, how do you, like, how would you categorize 2021 right now? In one sentence? Oh. Uh... For a few words. Just <laughs> oh, no cursing. The... The, 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 <laughs> the problem is with, because uh, I'm obviously studying the uh, dynamics and the algorithm of Pinterest, it's kind of like we're a spider's web. We're right in the middle. So I'm seeing everything from all dynamics, from all SM platforms, marketplaces. So for me, I would say um, freedom of TOS is 2022. I think people are going to have more freedom to be able to pivot, move, but they've got to move quick and they've got to move in outside of the box. That's what I think. Um, I think I think that it's very easy to be st stuck in your lane, like in 2000, uh, 2021. I know there's been inventory issues and importing is a nightmare. And there's all these different things. Because I'm, I'm part, obviously, I've got Amazonian. I've got um, my own Amazon stores, brands. But for me personally, I think that next year, things have been blown open by the pandemic. You know, p things have been blown open uh, exponentially to the point where, I think it's hard to ignore. And if you don't ignore it, I think you'll thrive. I think if you do, you're missing out. That's, mm. that's what I believe. So Good question. I tried, to put, I tried to put that one sentence, sorry, but I couldn't. No, I you're fine. No, it's okay. Normally I ask for one sentence. I expect like three minutes of dialogue from people. So <laughs> that's what I do. I, I've learned it okay. over time. Uh, cool. Maybe Leslie. Leslie, what would you say? Obviously, you've probably seen so, so many issues with Amazon. I, I call it 
2021 was the year of death by a thousand paper cuts of little things here and there would creep up and you're like that that's unfortunate like that bothers me but then all of a sudden it's just like they all add up over time like by the time you got to the end of the year it was just good lord looking back to where we were and they look at now what was that like for you and the team there at Riverbend? So I think the answer for me is just more so. So 2021 was like 2020, just more of it. And I think it's going to be the same next year. Um, there's Amazon's enforcement is fascinating and full of false positives. And I've never seen so many false positives. It, it's just going to be more and more on the linked accounts, the EPA stuff, the pesticides, all the things frustrating everyone. And then there's also the threat of legislation, uh, the breakup platform monopolies efforts. Um, Amazon got really aggressive this year with some things against sellers that now they've backed off of, like the price fixing nonsense, trying to force third party sellers to adhere to Amazon's pricing standards. Um, but do not be surprised if this crops up again in 2022. And with the threat of legislation, it's going to be just more so because whatever Amazon has pressure on it from the FTC, the EPA, Congress, it rolls downhill to the sellers. So we're just going to see more rolling on down the hill. Absolutely. I'm going to unmute myself. Um, Andrew or Yoni, would you piggyback off of that? Or is there issues that you guys are seeing with your brands or your companies that you guys are working with? Or has there been other issues that have been poking you in the thorn or the side as a thorn or thorns, if you will. Yeah, I'll jump in here, Yoni, and then I'll pass it down. Um, you know, as an agency owner, I can speak to that versus a seller as an agency owner. There's been changes in the advice and consulting we're giving to brands, right? Which is like sourcing from Latin America, perhaps, or um, looking to manufacturers and brands that have distribution or have um stock in the u.s meaning they're making their products and, and stuff right here versus needing to import ways to keep my agency more stable by by the brands that we're choosing to work with we only get to work with so many brands i mean most agencies can only handle so much until they scale the next level so choose wisely and um as an agency owner you know you're you're adapting to what the market's giving us um and trying to adjust based on the customers that you're getting so we found a lot of success with brands that were making their products here locally as a seller, um, what I would just say is is patience and long game. You know, um, just if you've been here, you know, I've been in this space 10 years, so I guess I'm grandpa too. Um, you know, we, we work with Riverbend Consulting as well. I think I actually got a call on the calendar. So shout out to them as well. They're always helping us with stuff. Um, but, you know, to the sellers, I would say like the one advantage I have is working with hundreds of brands over time and seeing the evolution of the marketplace. It always changes. It's always pivoting. It's always adapting. That's why I love it. And that's why it still has my interest. So uh, I would probably be moved on to something else if I had done something five years and it never changed. And, you know, we already had it max sized out. So um, I would just say steady as she goes. Uh, the people that are getting anxious and stressed, and I know there's some of that in the short game, but try to picture the long game and, and where e-commerce and where, where the marketplaces are going and focus on that. We're still seeing massive growth in 2021 on the brands we're, we're, we're working with, uh, even though 2020 was huge. So um, study as she goes, make your plan, you know, further ahead, long game. We're not in this just for the short return on money. We're building brands. We're building successful businesses. So I think keep that in mind and um, just be just be ready for the pivot. I love that. You need anything to add on top of that? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll actually pivot here a little bit and I'll say, I feel like we've sort of been in the era of the, of the wild West um, in terms of what's happening. You know, you talk about, you know, 10, 11 years selling on Amazon. You guys have seen a lot, you know, I've been in digital marketing for, you know, getting close to 12 or 13 years now as well. And I think that, you know, there was the, the period of time where you found a product on AliExpress and, you know, you slapped a sticker on it and you did some keyword research and you drove some, I mean, you weren't even driving external traffic by that back then, you know. Um, I think it's a really great time for Pinformative uh, for you guys, Matt, to be getting in the game here because I'll step into the future. I feel like we're really moving to a stage of professionalism in this space. Mm. You know, we saw $13 billion plus of VC money roll into the space over the last couple of years and... We're going to see some very interesting things. So, you know, starting to have a really defined and finite strategy on what the business strategy and direction looks like are going to be the things that I think people should be really looking towards. So not just looking at how do I sell a product, but how do I build a brand and how do I actually have, you know, it's not just about an exit strategy. I don't, you know, I want to actually say that exits are not uh, necessarily what everyone's driving desire should be. Um, you know, once you sell the business, there's no more money coming in. Uh, people don't. I think always realize that, um, but yeah, I think 2022 we'll see uh, the professionalism or the professionalization of the space, and we're going to see a lot more strategic people coming in. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Uh, to your point, Andrew, more challenges for all of us. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that real quick, and I know we only have a couple of minutes. I promise for each of you that would be on here, and if you, you can't say that's great, or we can cap it again. Well, this is for season season four as we tease this and going into the new year. There was I teased this in the earlier of the podcast episode of there's a lot of clamor that maybe this is getting rid of the people, not just uh, the end of a Wild West, but almost the beginning of a new like Wild West part two. And what I mean by that is PPC is becoming harder. It's harder to drive traffic. You need a brand. You almost need all these different external um, ingredients now to be successful on Amazon and it's going to get rid of a lot rid of a lot of people who are getting there for the quick buck, not the long-term game, not the it's a refocus, but it's also the competition might actually lessen, believe it or not, on Amazon. Don't know if that's true or not, but it was an interesting idea of maybe this will reset the playing field so that the people who can achieve these successes of building a brand, um, driving external traffic through Pinterest or through an agency or all these other ideas of which Amazon has put us into these guardrails. Is that what we're going to start to see? Or is that something that maybe is, does that make sense to people? Or does that maybe not make sense in that capacity of maybe this is just a, we'll see less and less competition, but we'll see less and less sellers and more and more aggregation consolidation, so on and so forth. Anyone want to take that? So I threw like 10 things there. Yeah, so I think that that can happen kind of in slow motion. Um, none of these things are quick because Amazon has hundreds of thousands of sellers and so many niches. And niches on Amazon can be really big. You know, when you think of a niche, you think of something small, but the revenue in one niche on Amazon could be massive because there are so many people from all over the country and all over the world who can order this niche product. So yes, is there more, and I couldn't agree more with Yoni on the idea of the professionalization of Amazon. Yes, and the consolidation and the aggregators and all of this, I think can create some haves and have nots. 
but Amazon is still the best incubator for small business in the history of mankind. It is still a platform with very low barriers to entry, and it is still a place where people can have side gigs and, and do so profitably. So will we have more mega brands and super brands and big performers? Absolutely. But I don't think that takes the opportunity away from the little guy. Matt, what are you and your team saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to cut in with something relevant because there's so many uh, aspects, again, from, I mean, it's it's crazy what we're seeing. Obviously, you've got the media uh, side of things with TikTok, Snapchat, um, you know, you've got all these, because the thing is, brands are big, but what we find with Gen Zs is they're actually buying products because a person is influencing it. So a person is selling the product, not the actual brand. So you've got a different kind of clientele up and coming with the Gen Zs. And, you know, the millennials, well, the millennials are really the fundamental Sorry, the, the uh, millennial uh, professionals are the ones with the money on Pinterest. They're the ones who are buying, and it's predominantly 80% of female-driven market. So, um, but that's changing again. That's changing because there's more males coming to Pinterest. Uh, the Gen Zs are pushing that way as well. Um, I mean, you guys say you, you're grand. I've been doing this 15 years, believe it or not. Um, so I don't know what I am. I mean, I had a Spectrum ZX when I was three. So maybe I'm a great granddad. I have no idea. All I know is, is that... My background is multimedia, and what's happening is that I feel like I'm being pulled out with my skill set to go, okay, multimedia, meta tags, data within images. It seems like we can't avoid with where things are going with regards to Amazon, with DSP introducing the video algorithm. Videos are becoming predominantly quite a heavy thing to take seriously in all of these things. So from my point of view, what I think, I think that it's actually creating more of a, a side hustle um, which is them becoming a business. But the problem is what we're finding, some people don't have the capacity to take that side business when it gets too big because you can get influenced too quickly, too fast. The scalability can be a problem as well. There's so many angles to this, it's crazy. So I'd like to see more regularity next year, which would be interesting. I think the Pinterest offers more regularity than TikTok. Somebody might argue with me from TikTok about that. I'll have an argument with them. I knew I should have put you in a room with TikTok. Mm. I, I knew I should have done it. I Get me in a room it. with them. I'll have an argument. No problem. Get me in a room with them. <laughs> Sorry, I should say that. But I, it's not an argument. I'd just like to have a discussion because, like I say, there's so many elements that – and when you mention the Wild West, yes, it is. Everything's been blown open. It, I think next year what we might find is a lot more understanding, which I think will be interesting, you know, very interesting. And once you get understanding, you might get more – uh, regularity and scalability, but I'm approaching this from a different angle. I'm looking from outside in, not just inside out. So I'm just giving you guys something different, you know, from, from that, that kind of angle, really. So, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I'll jump in here just shortly. Matt, I a hundred percent agree on the variables. It gets really hard for me when brands are asking me for expectations or projections. I'm like, well, there's about 44 variables here. I need you to fill in for me <laughs> yeah. before I can even tell you what direction I would go. Uh, and so it becomes one that's very dynamic as you're navigating with the brand. You know, what I can say from my perspective is, um, you know, Marknology has been working with influencers. We have influencers that have 10 million, 15 million followers, you know, and how are we launching brands with, with that type of outside Amazon traffic? It's super exciting to me. You know, you've got attribution now. We're running TikTok ads, posts. Um, you know, that has always been something since the beginning of me helping brands on Amazon, whether it was uh private label or or massive brands. Um, 
that we used off Amazon traffic. And, and, you know, it started with eBay when eBay really rewarded off Amazon traffic and gave you refunds back in the day and some juju to your listings. Mm. Um, it was like they talked about it. It was in their terms of service. And so we leaned in that. And I was like, I would assume Amazon does the same thing. So I brought that to Amazon really early. Um, but I think that, you know, there's there's so many aspects in that way. But my last thing I would say is, um, stop thinking about Amazon as your only channel uh, or as a channel. We're talking about e-commerce. We're talking about commerce, even without the yeah. E. Um, and so that's always been my vision is Amazon is part of your business. It's not all of your business. And so, um, you know, you sh it's it's rare and a crazy thing that we had for a few years where you could launch an entire brand with just Amazon advertising and PPC and get results. And, um, you know, that's not... That's not the natural course of a business. It takes years to build something like that over time. And I think that the, we're, we're back to more of that where you need a little bit of logistics expertise. You need a little bit of off Amazon expertise. You need D2C. You need a brick and mortar experience. If you're in that, if you're in that space, you need all of these little things. You know, people talk about how do you get reviews? Well, it's a touch here, touch here, touch here, touch here, touch here. Um, and so really just think about your business holistically. And I think that's the key to really understanding how Amazon is going to change and fit in everything. Just make sure it fits in, in your overall strategy. Yeah, I would, I mean, all those make sense. I, again, I think there's so many different components. Like you said, Andrew, of e-commerce is only still what 13 to 16%. It's all like in general of all commerce and a lot of it's in retail and different ways that are happening. Again, there's so many different opportunities of growth and we're just in the beginning stage. We're in it every day. So we see the opportunity and growth. Um, I guess final words, Leslie, um, you and your team, obviously for 2022, what's the major focus? Like, I guess over we're looking forward and we're, we're spending this forward a couple of weeks, months. What, what are we looking forward to opportunity wise for you at Riverbend and the team there? Oh, goodness. Well, Yoni was kind enough to mention our event, thesurgesummit.com. Check it out. But uh, we're super excited about that because we we really love the opportunity to bring sellers together and have you know a room full of hundreds of sellers who can talk to each other and have conversations like this one that we're having right now. Um, I think that's really important. Selling on Amazon can be a very lonely thing where you feel very isolated if you're not part of these communities. And I think the same can even be said for service providers. Um, but then also on our team, we're really looking for ways to engage with Amazon on more challenges. Uh, there are, it is becoming increasingly complex to sell on Amazon. And we are really looking for ways to tackle the day-to-day -day problems people are running into that seem really weird and strange and odd. And, you know, the sellers need to know that there's someone out there on their side. And then finally, um, my personal little Amazon mission uh, is I'm trying to bring some more focus and understanding to the proposed legislation out there um, that Congress seems to think would uh, take Amazon from being a so-called monopoly into not being a monopoly. And actually, I believe it would create more of a monopoly because Amazon would do away with third-party sellers on the platform and just offer you know, the deals that they get through vendors. So really trying to push that and help sellers understand so they'll reach out to their legislators and say, no, we need to actually read the bill and understand what it'll do, make it stop. Gotcha. I mean, that's a lot that you're taking on a lot that you're doing events. You're taking on Congress. Look at you. Look out uh, from Riverbend. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my gosh, like I, I thought I did a lot with 200 episodes. That's a lot. So no, it's uh, what about uh, 
going over to Yoni, I know you guys are just doing so much work too. You guys are traveling a lot. You you have a baby coming along. What, what's 2022 look like for you, man? Accelerators, not aggregators, are going to win the race. Um, lots of big things, mate. Lots of big things uh, going down. I stole that from the CEO of Patton, just by the way. Um, lots of exciting things. We've got a new venture coming on. Uh, there is obviously some real focused growth and you know, positioning. We've only been in market now for a couple of years. And, you know, I think this is the time where you start to build uh, structure and alignment and really understand each of the functionalities of the business. So, yeah, I mean, we're at, we've got about 220 people now on payroll. So it's grown real quick to, to sort of start to bring in some key focus. Cause you know, if, if, um, if you, if you don't do that, um, you know, you've got different functions driving in different directions. So, yeah, I would say 2022 is definitely the year of focus. But, uh, yeah, some exciting things to come. Awesome. Andrew, anything to add? Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm excited to not be comparing to 2020, uh, you know, uh, numbers. <laughs> and Good point. I just am so tired of having that conversation. Uh, you know, we had an anomaly year. Just everything changed. Grandparents were buying online. Kids were probably buying online. Um, so, you know, we had a crazy year. And, and so trying to run Amazon businesses um, alongside brands and have those conversations, I'm just excited for a new fresh year, um, you know, partnering with the Scala uh, on top of lots of other things we're doing is it's 2022 is about focus and, and systems and optimization. It's about bringing uh, Marknology to the next level professionally, trying to lead the pack um, in regards to doing things um at a high level uh, with quality for, for the brands out there that are looking for experts to work with. Um, so everything from proposals to pitches to, you know, systems to, um, you know, anything you can think of, just trying to bring that to the next level. I've been working on that for years, but we're going into 2022, the same mission, um, you know, just leveling up. I think scaling is the hardest thing that any business does across any industry. Um, and so keeping my focus, uh, you know, on scaling and keeping that quality super, super high so that we can continue to be the agency that we've been uh, for the last seven years. So I, I'm honestly excited. New Year's. My birthday is the day before New Year's. Uh, not, not, not that I'm dropping a plug. I don't need any gifts. No. But uh, happy birthday. What's right. your address? What, what's that address so we can all <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Drop it in the link. Drop it in the comments. But uh, I just All get right. excited about new beginnings and I get excited about my goals for the business, for myself, like, you know, that vision, that reflecting part. Like, so this is my favorite time of year. Um, you know, I always go look at the list from 2021. What did we get done? What did we fall short? Where can we do better? Um, and I think every seller, every business owner, every founder can take that, you know, and whether it's a New Year's resolution or it's simply what's our Q1 goals, um, getting those outlined and, and getting excited about it is, is um what I'm looking forward to. Amazing. And Matt, I know you guys are just launching too. So what's the what's yeah, I think, <laughs> Um I, I think that, that what Andrew just said is really important. I think that a lot of um, um, agencies and sellers need to use that word very, very specifically. It's focus. I think that if you can gain focus and find your, your path through all of this, because let's be honest, it's been a complete nightmare in so many ways since 2020 in March. Um, I think that's the key. I think if you can make sense of this and find that path, focus, go for it, and don't try and deviate from that path because, you know, we've all been all over the place and it's been a bit of a nightmare. I'm only speaking for everybody here, but, you know, I should maybe not do that, but it's just from my point of view, 
Um, I think a lot of people have, have struggled. I, I, I spoke to the eBay development team uh, last, uh, what was it now, three months ago, and they said to me they were writing off all the stats for 2020 because they don't want to compare it to 2019. Well, that makes complete sense, you know. Uh, why would you want to compare that when it makes absolutely no sense? Some of those demographics and analytics are just what what is going on, you know. You can't really gauge something with traction on something that is completely erratic. And I'm excited to see how this all um, levels off, so to speak, how, how it scales and levels off, because I think that we need that. And you can build sustainability around that. And I think that you can focus on sustainability. So, yeah, I think that what Andrew just said then is spot on. And Leslie, I've got to pull, I've got to take my hat off to you. I won't do it right now, but um, I've got to take my hat off because my dad always said to me, if it's difficult, it's worth doing. And what you're doing is difficult. And uh, I definitely don't think for me it's worth doing. I think it's crazy what you're doing. And I've got to give you a full admiration because it is um, what you're doing. I think people need. And those kind of those kind of um, businesses, uh, they're, they're essential. People need them. So yeah, it's a brilliant thing you're doing, by the way. Just that say, and thanks, Yoni, for your kind words as well. I think that hopefully, I think I'm hoping that that what we're doing at Pinformative will uh, reap benefits not just for Amazonians. We've you know I've been working with big commerce engineers. It's it's the full works, Shopify, Magento. You know it's. Uh, Maybe I am a bit nuts. My wife thinks I am. I mean, I say things to my wife. She looks at me blank and just goes, I have no idea what you're saying half the time. So, you know, I've kind of got used to that notion now. Um, Man, a lot of people in this space, a lot of people, that's our response. Or that's the response. <laughs> we say something like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I get it. <laughs> cool. But yeah, but no, I, I'm excited for 2022. And I think that focus is one really important word that everyone should take really seriously and, 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 and use going forwards. Absolutely. Well, I know I, I've taken more of your guys' time. I know I offered half an hour. I'm sorry I took more of your time today. But thank you so much for hopping on. Each and every one of you, I know you guys have been on individually. You're doing so much great work, and I brought a lot of people today that I admire in the space who are just thought-provoking. Uh, I learn a lot from when I just sit here in the chair and I just sit back and taking notes. So again, congrats to all you and your success. Hopefully, in the future, we'll be connecting here in person. Um, I keep telling this, I've only had one guest that I've ever met in person. So that's going to change in 2022 for sure. So thank you all so much for coming on today and spending some time in my corner of the internet. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank you. Bye. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Oh, I'm going to, that's Matt. <laughs> there you go. See, after 200 <laughs> episodes, I still can't, I still can't control myself uh control the side of the internet guys thank you so much for hopping on crossover commerce episode 200 again two hour episode uh two and a half or two hours and 15 minutes now we've been going thank you so much for hopping on just spending a little bit of time in my corner of the internet just to understand the best and the brightest in the amazon space is what i do and I, what i love i just want to give a quick and again another shout out to ping pong payments Ping Pong Payments has been sponsoring this podcast since day one. Again, um, helping people sell and uh, or keep more of their hard-earned money when it comes to sending or receiving funds. So without them, this podcast would not be possible. Um, this is our season finale of the podcast for the year 2021. We, we were able to have a nice round number um, to kick and finish off 2021. So I'm really excited that that worked out. But I just want to thank everyone who who actually tunes in and listens and is watching right now. The hundreds of, if or excuse me, the thousands of people who watch this on a month to month, year uh, year over year, 
basis, I'm super excited to share this information with you of my network of people. Again, the people I learn from, I want to share with people to help them learn and grow connecting those individuals. I already have messages that are like, hey, can you introduce me to this company or this brand or this expert? I get those all the time. And that's why we do it on this podcast. Shout, so shout out to Ping Pong Payments. Shout out to all my guests who say yes to this. Um, I call them friends of the show. So a lot of friends of the show who came on today. Um, I appreciate their support. And I want to thank my wife and kid, um, my wife, Hillary, and my son, Billy. Again, without them, none of this would be possible. They uh, listen to me rant and vamp about all this different kinds of content that I learn about on a day-to-day basis. So I want to thank them for just all the different um, support they give me and being able to say yes um, when I throw around ideas such as a crazy thing like starting a podcast. They were the first people that said, yes, I could do it. So um, with that being said, this is just uh, the end of this season. We'll catch you guys next year in 2022 on season four of Crossover Commerce. Until then, you can go to usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast for future and past episodes and then just catch past episodes of content that you might have missed. All of our guests have had an episode before. We've had one person who has not been on this podcast in terms of their own episode, but that will change in the future. Lots of great things coming from this podcast. I can't wait to share them with you. Um, But again, we appreciate the support, the content, the kind words, and you know, all the different comments that have been coming through throughout the day. So with that being said, I hope everyone has a happy, safe, productive holiday season. Thank you so much for spending some time uh, the week of Christmas on this podcast. And of course, like every episode, we want to end it by saying, we'll catch you guys next time on season four. Take care.